and welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today, I have Ryan. Hey, did you guys know that Ryan Johnson spells his name just like me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> well, I'm back, and you can't keep me down. That's good. You can't keep right him down. <laughs> I thought it was Raphael. No, I thought, no, Donatello? No. Donatello. <laughs> trying to keep track here. Well, no, either way, Ryan Johnson spells his name I'll like I do. I'll check the paperwork. Just and don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Don't ask and I like that. to think that I'm Ryan number one. <laughs> Ryan Johnson is Ryan uh, number top two. Ten. Ryan, top top, ten. top five. Yeah. I'm sure top yeah. five. Are there you, I didn't put you in the disappointments list. I know that. <laughs> so you're in there somewhere. Six, six and a half. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other famous people named Ryan with an I. Uh, but nobody. Nobody else. Just Ryan Johnson. Literally, I've only seen one other person that spells the name yeah. just like that. And it was like this woman that worked at a Panda Express. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> There's this one guy who shares my exact first name and exact last name. Oh, really? And it's I don't, creepy. yeah, I don't have a very common last name. Almost everybody who has my last name has, is, oh. is, is my family member. Yeah, I found yeah. this guy on Instagram. It's like, oh, who, who has the same name? And he it's so identity. weird. Yeah, should, no, probably not. I think he, <laughs> he like lives in Ohio or something, but he likes my pictures. I like his pictures on Instagram. That's so. kind of creepy. Yeah, it is a little creepy. Maybe but we he, have the same last person. Maybe last he name thinks and, that you're him, and he's like, "Oh, I don't remember this picture. I'm gonna like it though." <laughs> <laughs> Which one's better looking, you or the other guy? I would say me, I guess. Oh, but, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little biased. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Tyler in Ohio. <laughs> I don't know anybody with my last name. My last name is like, if you want an Instagram account or a Yahoo account or something it's automatic it's oh, automatic yeah. oh yeah. okay I've never so, seen else. <laughs> so yeah. it's a race to the, the finish for you tyler like you have to get all of the accounts before this guy gets it i think yeah, you have yeah. to i think you have to take him out and take <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, there, only, there can only be one there's yeah. only enough room in this town to <laughs> chop off his head and gain all of his tyler powers <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one actually i like that this is my little fan fiction for highlander the tylers and <laughs> highlander's getting a reboot right didn't we figure out are they famous? really the john wick guys doing I feel like that was a long serious? time ago. Wasn't so. that a long time no, no, ago? I we think heard the John Wick that? guy picked up on it. Oh, really? Oh, wow. it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a reboot yeah. of that. that Neither that would I. Good, so. uh, I don't hate those movies. They're fine. <laughs> the first one. I like the first one. Yeah, the first one. The, yeah. the second one is, which one is Sean Connery? Second one? First one. First oh, okay, one. Sean I like the yeah, first yeah. one. Yeah, the first one. So as you can tell, we've got Nick here too as well. So The greatest teacher failure is. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Ryan and Nick back together at the tripod. So as always, we'll start off a little bit of movie news before we really get into things and then it's gonna be a rough one oh, <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be a rough one for so, everyone <laughs> so uh first thing of course i guess one of the big things is a lot of trailers kind of came out i think sunday and monday i think sunday was the wonder woman trailer mm. and i love so, this trailer it looks i like it, the vibe i like the music in it and i thought like uh pedro pascal who we never get to see in the mandalorian yes. he looks like a cool bad guy yeah mm. he does so no, he does so i'm really excited to see i don't think you saw it quite yeah yet, I, had, Ryan, I had every intention to watch it and i just did it's not. pretty awesome i like it's the colors too. do you like the colors in it i do it's like colorful like uh, aquaman now yeah so the first movie wasn't super super colorful but i like really i really really like that first wonder woman movie this mm. movie here slightly more color she's got that weird suit from new gods or whatever yeah. that suit's from and for some reason, they bring Chris Pine back. I don't know exactly how that's going to work. But right. Either Clone. way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like they're having more fun with it. Mind wipe. Invisible plane. <laughs> she's using the lasso a ton of t- a lot. Oh, so you see the lightning know. thing? The lightning thing is cool, It's too, so cool. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for Ryan in case he watches it. But and You're not going to spoil it oh, okay. for she me. She uses her lasso to like lasso onto lightning, yeah. and then she like... She, oh, rides, she, like, she rides herself. Yeah, yeah, she rides the lightning. Uh, so she does in the comics, cool. right? 
She oh, rides a lightning. I don't know. I don't know. It looks really good. No, I know. She has an invisible jet. Invisible jet. For but sure. which I feel like is also makes... sort of hinted at in the trailer. Also, <laughs> I feel so like going it makes way out sense there. for her to be able to do that, having powers of the gods or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. It looks cool too. Like it looks really awesome. So the yeah. the yeah. one thing we didn't see, this. but you probably appreciate it, is that Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. We yeah. see her, but we don't. She was wearing like leopard shoes or something, but not or Cheetah shoes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was about to say what she's wearing leopard shoes. Well, she got a lot. Shoes or an alligator skin, you know. Well, you don't see her actually turn into the cheetahs. So I think they should just save that for the movie. I agree. Because yeah, I, I, I you know, agree. Yeah. Um, I did hear that most of her uh, outfit, cheetah's outfit, is going to be all practical. Mm. So it's not, okay. It all might right. be a majority practical, and they'll probably use like you know ten percent to enhance it CGI. But that's yeah, like, yeah. that's that's when it looks the best is when you use practical and then you just use CGI to enhance what, from, what it's already there. From so. what I hear, fur is really hard to do in CGI. Yeah. So. Well, the cats, the cats re- reboot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of this one, uh, the VFX company, the one that did the Sonic uh, redone yeah, yes, and everything, yes, they're, yes. they're completely done. They're shut down. Are you serious? They're out of business, wow. yeah. They did the Lion King, they did the Sonic, they've done a bunch of other things. The backlash uh, for the Sonic trailer was that bad? No, it only cost them like $5 million to do it, too, which doesn't seem huh. like a whole lot considering... Wait, is this- the re the touch up or is this the original one? This is what they did. This was the team behind the original and the touch up. So it was the oh, same really? team. But they are they shut their doors down. They had to lay off some people. They're up in uh, Vancouver, Canada. So, which is a pretty hot spot for filming, where the yeah, yeah. X Files is supernatural. That, that seems stuff like there, their business but, would be booming. Yeah, you'd think so, but I guess I don't know. Maybe because they're trying to undercut as far as competing with other companies. But mm. you know, Lion King makes a lot of money. So yeah. is Sonic Those coming out? That's that's. The, I'm asking the real questions. Is Sonic coming out? Yeah, coming Sonic's out. still coming yeah. out. Okay, so that was only right. delayed three oh, months. Scared yeah. me, Tyler. Yeah, no, Sonic. <laughs> Sonic is still coming out, but that VFX company is the anticipated much, film done. of next year. Yeah. The most, <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of crazy that they went out of business because you think they would be doing all right because yeah. they're you know they're they back have in, movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Disney, Lion King, you know, yeah. which made I'm assuming all the money. Did that make a billion? I'm not sure. I don't yeah, think. It did. It, oh, it did it make made a billion, a billion yeah. dollars. Jesus, yeah. Over a billion. Oh my goodness. Jesus, yeah, that's a lot. But. Uh, uh, other trailers, of course, the Ghostbusters trailer came out oh, too yes. as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love me some Paul Rudd. So, oh yeah, yeah I, I like love Paul Rudd. So, also. Interesting Rudd, so. that he. It looks like the trailer gives away that he's not grown up Oscar. No, no not at all. He just yeah, lives in the so. town. I think he's just a teacher in the town, and so. Uh, but the kids are related to. I think it was Spangler. Like grandpa, it looks like Spangler. Yeah. Spangler? Wait, the, the only uniform you see is the Spangler one. Which one is so. Spangler again? He's Egon, the guy oh, who passed yes. away. Harold Ramis. Oh, who okay, Harold away. Ramis. And oh, co-wrote really? the first two movies. So, uh, okay, that's where they went that route with Spangler. It is kind of weird. Yeah. You think they would have done? Maybe, Winston, maybe for it's sure. Spang- no, it could be. It could be Egon <laughs> and Annie Potts' kids. You don't know. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys got the same feeling, but I feel like this, it, just like with the No Sleep. Doctor No Doctor Sleep. No Sleep, yeah. yeah Doctor No Sleep trailer. I feel like it's a departure from this original tone of the movies. I disagree. Like, See, I, I, we, mm-hmm. we talked I'm many not sure, times already so. about the the reboot or the rehash with mm-hmm. the uh, three, uh, the four ladies. Uh, the Paul was a Paul Feig, the guy who did uh, right? Paul Feig, yeah. Because yeah. it's not that yeah. one felt like a rehash, like totally different tone wise. This one looks like it's pulling back a little closer to the original. The original one is a little bit grainy, and there's some emotion and stuff in there. Mm. I think that he's, you know, and I'm, I trust Jason Reitman a lot. 
I feel like this one feels, yeah, it's nostalgic, but it feels like the right tone. Yeah, no, and I think they're it's- They're taking it seriously. I don't think it's going to be a terrible movie, and yeah, they're taking it seriously, but I feel like now this is more of a coming-to-age childhood growth Stranger movie. Things with Ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Stranger yeah. Things, <laughs> as opposed to what uh, what it originally was, right. was a guy- It was like, a little bit of Startup that. business of a bunch of guys mm-hmm. or fighting ghosts Call and stuff. it fate. <laughs> like, Call it luck. <laughs> Call it karma. The, uh, the, the comedy- Comedy in it, I it still, I'm certain it's still. They going have to, to get hit. that right. Yeah, it's still going to hit. But I just feel like it's a departure from the original tone of the first I think movies. When, when you get, you guys always criticize me for nostalgia. We'll talk a little bit about nostalgia with the Last Jedi. I think when uh, one of the regular cast members that's so important, like Egon Harold Ramis, who co-wrote, we talked about him with National Lampoon. He directed Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Famous, famous guy. I think it's easy. Nostalgia is easier when you're paying homage to someone who's not here anymore. Mm, and I think yeah. they're going to do that with Harold Ramis and possibly say goodbye to the other guys. I did think it was a little bit weird that it's all young kids kind of yeah, taking yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. Because they're exactly. really young. What are they doing driving around in the car? Yeah. Stuff? It's a little bit weird. But I still trust Jason Reitman, and let's let's see where it goes, you know. And with with the original ones, it was it, it was all adults. So there's adult Correct, humor, yeah. and it was it was catered towards a door couple the of fo- wavy lines yeah the, the first one <laughs> the first one i felt like somebody was, blows your nose and you want to keep it <laughs> the first one i felt like so was she's a, a dog <laughs> are you just gonna keep on going with yeah, these okay, <laughs> go ahead i'm yes. sorry <laughs> but the first one i felt like was supposed to be a adult comedy and then when kids started picking up on it and they started liking it the second one was closer towards the the kid audience now this one just seems Correct, like a yeah. general audience kind of uh well, well, you know, the, the first one came out, and you're right, it was more, it leaned more adult comedy, somewhere in the middle there, teenage comedy kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The second one does come out, that's when 1989 was a big year for movies, it kind of got overshadowed by Batman and Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. It started to shift toward the toys, because kids started yeah, buying those exactly. Ghostbusters toys, yeah, they yeah. love those toys. Then the cartoon came out and kind of held the gap for a while. So I think it's fair for it to move in that direction, because everybody loves the cartoon too, so yeah, there were two iterations yeah. of it, and people <laughs> loved it. I don't know so. if everyone loved the cartoon. A lot, well, I <laughs> Never saw the cartoon. Time. So when did the cartoon the real come out? 90s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 90s. I remember watching it. And it lasted a long time. It was yeah. a long yeah. I had a lot of the toys. I had the I had station. I had the car. The car, all four Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. And the ones with the eyes, they pop out. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of those toys. Actually, I have the Legos. You guys have seen the Legos. Right? Yeah, yeah. I have the Ecto-1 there, so... I feel like a lot of movies these days are trying to do Stranger Things, but with something else. So, of course, it kind of did it the yeah, first chapter yeah. where it's just like Stranger Things, but with a demon clown. It's, and a fair, it's like a Stranger fair, Things, but with Ghostbusters. And it's a fair criticism, but remember, Stranger Things, a bit of a rehash of Goonies. And yeah, it's everything all at yeah, once, yeah. but it uh, is. Just a quick yeah. note. Uh, this is a hot take. Uh, the Lion King, $1.65 billion is more than what The Last Jedi made. Oh, really? More than The Last Jedi. That's all Disney, so Disney still, the house always wins. (laughs) Sorry, the mouse always wins. The mouse, yeah, there you go. The mouse always wins. Good pull, Uh, good pull. But still, two two really good trailers, so they look really fun Yeah, both those movies, I'm super excited Yeah, they look good, they look good. Yeah. I'll probably watch them. This is a funny thing, like, I, I really care about the Ghostbusters, and I want it to be good. Time so. to be disappointed, Nick. Yeah. Did you? Uh, you didn't like the <laughs> 2016 one, right? I did or not. No. It was, I thought it was just fine. It, it wasn't it, terrible, what? but it was not. We Amazing, talked about it so. a couple times, right? They've done some rehashes where they change the cast from male to female or partially whatever. And and I think like that's a, an interesting idea. And I like all those people involved. Like I love Bridesmaids. I think this guy's a good director. And I like uh, Kate McKinnon. 
um, what's the lady who's playing Cheetah? What's her name? Oh, I Kristen Wiig. Kristen yeah, Wiig, yeah. Melissa McCarthy, and Leslie Mann, right? So all mm-hmm. those people I like, and the Chris Helmsworth part was kind of interesting too. Oh, yeah, I like the so like all of that was interesting, but it the, you know made the fatal flaw. Sometimes I'll complain about this a little bit. With Last Jedi it doesn't feel like Ghostbusters, you know, and, and the script wasn't quite there. Yeah. So it's not that they made it a female cast; it's that the script wasn't right. And wasn't, it wasn't that very written good, by so. Dan Aykroyd also? I think he contributed to it. Dan Aykroyd has like a million drafts of a different Ghostbusters yeah, three. Yeah. They had worked on it. <laughs> a million and a half times so there's all sorts of stuff out there even I tried to write Ghostbusters three years ago so <laughs> a lot of people have been through the car wash you gotta thing. do it yeah. you just send so, it to them and see oh that was a good idea so I'm a little My curious was pretty good. What, what was in your Ghostbusters 3 I can't tell you you, know, you can't tell we'll me talk about it yeah, okay alright I was like pitch it right now <laughs> we need we need to get the trademark for that first <laughs> but no I, and so they used some of the ideas from Aykroyd's but it, Paul Feig wrote it with somebody else I if they used oh, okay. any of your ideas would you be pissed would you be no, like what i just hell? want it to be good i would never be mad about that no well i mean i would be a little yeah like <laughs> i want to take uh, ghostbusters and mix it in with honey i blew up the kids one, movie. Together, one movie with a sprinkle of stranger things on top <laughs> let me Argue. ask you this uh, so, so uh did you think like they use ecto-1 almost like a character kind of like the batmobile sometimes uses yeah. a character yeah Were you that's not nostalgic for you guys it was well it i'm, was past, I'm cool. past the, the time of course so but i've seen ghostbusters yeah. but well, uh, i know i'm a little yeah. older but so it affects me more but like they use the seat that pops out yeah you hadn't really seen that in the movie yet you saw it in the cartoon yes that's kind of cool and in the game too yeah in the video game but so i'm gonna say that oh it's got a gunner seat that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah no it's cool but the same way that you looked at with the irishman and you're like oh man robert de niro does not look good when yeah. they pulled out the ecto one and it looks pretty trashy i was like oh dang it does not <laughs> but look but it was good. always trashy remember <laughs> yeah, the age, char- you age, guys yeah. remember the charm of the first one when he's like look i found this great deal on this car and it's like a piece of crap you know? <laughs> yeah which is funny they're which like we funny. got a great deal on this building i think this building should be condemned <laughs> like that's the kind of comedy but you they need. need to do a little bit of de-aging on that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe so. if, they can, if they can do it on samuel jackson they can do it on. let me ask one more, on one more they thing on it were you disappointed that you didn't see Aykroyd, uh zedmore or uh, or uh what's his name ernie hudson or bill murray uh not really just because it feels like its own story as yeah. far as with the yeah. trailer because yeah. that's the right thing they inherit yeah, their dirt they're dirt poor the family's dirt poor and they inherited a farm from what they say is an uncle i think or a grandfather or grandfather something? a grandfather, grandfather. Yeah. so they inherited a farm and Carrie that's Coon from the there. leftovers she's a great actress i really like her oh so. that's right that there's is a her. lot of good hands she plays nora right she plays nora, she plays nora. yeah, yeah. yeah, she's good. yeah. So, i think uh you remember the first uh force awakens trailer didn't show han solo or or uh, Leia or, or was it the Luke? second one or something? The second or, one where they go to Chewie, we're home, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah, the first one was none of that. And then all so. the fans. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-order <laughs> the tickets. So, <laughs> so uh, other movie news I got down here is uh, James Gunn, who's going to be directing, of course, the Suicide Squad sequel. Yes, he actually had a talk with David Ayer as far as the original uh, Suicide Squad director. Mm. Uh, as Why? far as I know, right? <laughs> Just to say, hey, you suck. I'm taking over. And <laughs> you are you are a terrible editor. <laughs> <laughs> you should just nice kill yourself. You, yeah, no. <laughs> don't kill yourself. Don't do it. So, but now he, David Ayer made some great movies. Yeah, <laughs> Training Day. Yeah, though, Training, yeah Day, Training Day. Uh, end of Watch. Uh, the uh, Tank movie with Brad Pitt. That, oh, that's, that's very Fury, underrated. Yeah. Fury. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fury. So uh, David Ayer he blames, of course, studio interference I've as far as the Suicide Squad. Which remember, it listen, sense, but yeah, the, he said, and I remember this very specifically before I went to see the movie, which was like basically opening weekend, if I recall. He said this is his final cut. Oh. He said yeah, it publicly, so dang. he has to own it. That may not be true, but he said it, so yeah. you do kind of yeah. You got to yeah. own that shit. You really you don't know it. how much is in a studio interference, how yeah, much it wasn't. You hear rumors about it. Hashtag Snyder cut. Snyder cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, so 
they had a conversation together just far as like you know James Gunn saying you know they're not going to abandon the com- the first one completely they're going to have characters in Will there. Will Smith is kryptonite. Don't use them. Yeah, <laughs> don't use Will Smith. Yeah. But recast that. <laughs> there was also uh, I know I think it was like last week or something where uh, the director of Fan Four Stick and uh, Chronicle I think it was Colin. Oh Tre- yeah, Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow. The guy who was going to direct. Uh, yeah, Rise he was going to do Rise of Skywalker. Mm. So he kind of came out a little bit as far as what had happened with him because the the most recent Fantastic Four movie was a complete and total disaster. Yeah, so yeah. Like, it's so well known for just being a disaster. Josh, that was Josh Trank. Oh, that was Josh Trank. Yeah. There we go. Josh oh, Trank came out. Yeah, Josh Trank okay, is yeah. the one who came out. So yeah. he did uh, Chronicle. And, that's yeah, right. That, yeah, sorry, is that right? Chron- yeah, okay, yeah that's Josh right. Trank did Chronicle. And so he was just talking about how when he took over that project, he had really good vision in mind and, and good vision and an idea of what he wanted to do. Like a horror feel, right? I don't know. I can't remember. It's too confusing. What had happened is that was his second time ever directing a movie. And so it was that thing that they were doing, they still do, is where they get an indie director, someone who made an indie movie that yeah, was yeah. really popular and did really well. And then they give them, you know, here's a $300 million yeah, project. Exactly. Go ahead and oh, have man. fun. I, I'm and always so, uneasy when they do that. Sometimes yeah. it does work out, but most of the time I just don't feel quite right. It, it doesn't work so well the other way either. Ron Howard didn't do a great job with Solo when he yeah. took over. So like it can go both ways. You got to find the happy medium somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I am curious to see how the other directors, you know, their solo movie would have came out. Me too. So, I would have liked to see that. Yeah. But we'll, <laughs> we'll never see Yeah, that. we'll never, never see the light of day of it. Same thing with the Snyder Cut. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But I'm a little excited for Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad too. So I am. I want to see a trailer. I've mentioned it multiple times that Suicide Squad is a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I it was bad, you. but yeah. it was a good kind of bad. It was to a me. good, kind of <laughs> good bad. color it's, scheme, uh, good set direction, and there are like a couple little pockets in there. I kind of yeah. Liked. You get Jared yeah. Leto, you know, couple being well. Jared Leto. <laughs> you get uh, Will Smith, who's like y'all dogs are crazy or something. <laughs> and so. Again, I love that scene. Where I don't Will like Joel Smith Kinnaman. Why is he realizes back? that he has live ammunition and he's like, oh, I have live <laughs> ammunition. All right, and then yeah, just he just shoots goes. at the target. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. Oh, so. Uh, other movie news. So the Game of Thrones creators, the uh, Benny Dave, Offenweiss, yeah, the Benny Offenweiss, and so they uh, actually just signed up with Warner Brothers to do a Lovecraft movie. Oh, so interesting! Apparently, no. all their other stuff has backfired because they were well, going to do Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. So the I remember hearing that you know when are we, they involved with the Game of Thrones spinoff or anything? Like I don't that? believe so oh, at okay. all. But I think all the right. Game of Thrones spinoff got canceled too. Oh, did it? Yeah, the one wow, Nicole Kidman. I think that no, one it was got shut Naomi down Watts or something. Or Naomi like Watts. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's not going. I think that one got shut down. I have to confirm that. But I think that one got shut down so when it comes to was it ben, benioff and wiseman was benioff and wise benioff and wise they were gonna do star wars and then of course i think it was like a couple podcast episodes ago where yeah. they got fired or they got let go there they or they said <laughs> basically they said we had other projects we had to do with netflix which is like okay i guess but the rumor was they actually had been fired since may yeah may was when they got fired and they just okay. got released like a couple months ago that they were officially let go or they officially moved on from star wars tyler i'd like and to so, I, I like to point out that I enjoy that you measure time by the number of podcasts. Yeah, that's how I do it. Twelve <laughs> podcasts ago, I don't even wear a watch. Four or five podcasts. Episode forty-one. So, hey, so like five weeks. Time yes. for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I feel like they they just want to do all the geeky stuff. They they did uh, Game of Thrones with D and D. They wanted yeah. to do uh, Star Wars with all the space stuff and whatever. Yeah. Now they're going to do um, Lovecraft. Uh, Lovecraft. So, yeah, like, Lovecraftian, uh, yeah so. Lovecraftian, Cthulhu, all that stuff. All right, whatever. Do all the geeky yeah. stuff. I'm I down for it. I don't know about that. It's interesting. I, for the research for this movie, Ryan Johnson's still listed as an untitled uh, in production or announced anyway, Star Wars film. But they fire Benioff and Weiss. Yeah. They sort of put the Ryan Johnson on the back burner 
and they announced, oh, there's still going to be another trilogy. It's, it's just that we don't know who's going to do it. Yeah, so, so Ryan odd. Johnson is still apparently a part of it. So he's still he's still a part of the Star Wars team. What part? And I don't is he going to direct any of them? Is he going to write any of them? He's going to be the coffee guy. I don't know. Yeah. He's gonna, <laughs> he does the coffee runs. So we met a guy uh, one of the nights after we watched a movie that was a huge diehard Ryan Johnson guy. And he's like, I guarantee that movie's going to happen. I guarantee Ryan Johnson keeps that trilogy. <laughs> I know people, and we were like, All right, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, he maybe say, he did say he had good sources. Yeah, he had sources. Like, Who are your sources that I don't know? <laughs> I was drinking, so I didn't take notes. But <laughs> you just seem like a dude. <laughs> It kind of looked like people. Ryan Johnson, if you recall, right? That would be nice fella. That would be hilarious if it was Ryan Johnson. <laughs> it might have like, been, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know people. I told him my Twitter handle. <laughs> he doesn't even know. He's like, I, I want to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but as far as I know, Ryan Johnson's still there. Colin Trevorrow's gone. And then, of course, uh, Josh Trank was supposed to be, I think he was going to do the Boba Fett movie or something mm, like oh that. God, and yeah. he got let go. And so you can be a hot director and, directors. and fall precipitously, you know. Yeah. One bad movie can tank it, especially if it's a big financial one. That's one of the things these young guys don't uh, don't always think about. Like, we talked about it before on the pod. Like, you take that money, but if you can't turn a profit on that money, yeah, you, you might just be signed done. a death warrant. Yeah, yeah, you might yeah, be finished. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> actually, uh, Ryan Johnson scene, and but. Trevorrow, I think, worked a little bit together on the treatment for Rise of Skywalker, but I don't think any other elements remain. Okay. It ended up being Terrio and Abrams who wrote Rise of Skywalker. Okay. So, or rewrote it because rewrote they, they it, keep possibly. on rewriting. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, they, they write it as yeah, they, they go. Yeah, they rewrite it. <laughs> as they shoot it. Literally. Sometimes you can tell. Yeah, they're still doing it. Until it's a couple days to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got three more days. Ah, we uh, can do this. But I have, I still haven't forgiven the Game of Thrones guys for uh, what they did for that slot. <laughs> I season. think they deserve so some criticism still, for that. Yeah, oh, I man. still haven't. And I, I remember I said it. I don't think they're going to keep on to Star Wars. Yeah. And, you know, they don't have Star right, Wars yeah. anymore. So Hell hath no fury. Yeah. I was just <laughs> like, frankly, I still haven't forgiven them. <laughs> frankly, Trank also deserves some of the some of the uh, fall for the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Movie, so with, him, with him, at least, it's just kind of, you're a second-time director. You're just given a huge, you know, you project know to, say to no. do. And, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. And, and that's the thing where I think a lot of time, when it comes to studio interference, certain directors know kind of how to put their foot down and just say, no, we're not going to do it this way. But yeah. with it's your second time moving it's a big budget mm. you probably feel like well we have to kind of do what the studio says whereas some directors you, like fuck you we won't do it <laughs> do you think that these uh studios they get these indie guys because they know that they can cheap uh there's cheap oh okay i, think so, I thought yeah. i thought i think it's like so that they can push them around and be like hey we want to do it like this. i think there's Maybe some of that so, too. yeah there's some I of that, some too. Of that so too, yeah. they feel like they could probably influence them at least a little bit mm. and you know if they get Ron merchandising. Howard, yeah, there's some of that. If they get Ron Howard, he's going to ask for like three percent of the profit on the toys and yeah. stuff. If they get Josh Trank, he's going to get a case couple of beers, yeah. <laughs> and a case of beers. He's happy with a case of beers, you know. Free and, parking uh, for life. What? <laughs> Just already signed. <laughs> we have some cocaine. I'll take it. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, you do have a point because yeah, that's usually how it goes. But it's just when you're going, I can't remember what uh chronicles budget was i don't know if you ever saw oh, chronicles like, yeah, saw but it, it's not it bad smart, for what, it, yeah, movie, for what it's yeah. got but uh effects were pretty solid it's, there too. it's just you go from something like i don't know less than 10 million to yeah. whatever oh, fan was that, yeah. which is probably like 120 or yeah, maybe like around yeah. 200 million dollars yeah, it's just 
it's just really like, okay, you have all these ideas, what can and can't. And the funny thing is, like we talked about before, the studio makes a mistake too because once you mess it up, now you got to do reshoots on it. Yeah. So now you're gonna fire Josh Trank and reshoot it. So it costs a hundred. Now it costs one fifty because you had to bring everybody (laughs) back, take them away from their other movies, and reshoot the stupid thing. So Hollywood needs to learn their lesson on that too. But of course, they never. I still haven't seen Fan Fan Four Steak or Fantastic Four, and so but (laughs) one I always said one day I'll probably watch it, but I just hear nothing but bad things. Uh, Yeah, man. So the Flash movie is. Is apparently coming out in July of 2020. Oh, sorry, 2022. So, oh, okay. So I was about to say, wow, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really quick. Yeah, but uh, 2022 is when the Flash movie is going to be releasing. So, originally it was supposed to release, I think, like March of 2018 or something. Mm. So, four years has been pushed back. And of course, they're like, well, you know, of course, uh, what's his name? Who plays Ross Flash? Getty. Oh, uh, um, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Oh, the guy Allen. from Perks of a Wallflower. I yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. Ezra, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Yeah. Ezra Miller. There we go. Okay. Better than Ezra Miller. And so, yeah. <laughs> so Ezra Miller, you know, they're saying, oh, it's because of, fan, you know, Fantastic Beast because Ezra Miller's in that franchise. And I'm just like, Which you guys cra- had plenty of time. Yeah, it yeah. really is. So I've seen the first movie and I was just like, oh, I'm not. I saw the second one. I'm not. It took me a couple so. tries to stay awake, but I, I held on. <laughs> but it's so weird because they're kind of they're saying, "Oh, we're gonna get this DC movie. We're gonna get this DC movie." I'm just not really excited for really any of them because we've been told, "Hey, we were gonna get a Flash movie four years ago, and then well, it didn't I'm happen." I'm excited. Yeah. For, you know what yeah. I mean? We just keep on getting. You know, the check will be there on Friday or Wonder Monday. Wonder Woman 1984. I'm telling you, that, that one is, is exciting. Yeah. Exciting, <laughs> it's man. weird that like you tell me, okay, the Flash is coming. It's like out. you don't think it's in the universe. Yeah, exactly. But it is yeah, in the it's universe. so weird <laughs> because like I just completely yeah. like even I separate it where it's like you've got this weird kind of leftover Snyder verse, which Wonder Woman's still technically a part it's of, a but messy, it messy feels verse, yeah. different and it feels like in its own thing with Wonder Woman and Warner Aquaman. Brothers has to own that shit. I mean, they messed yeah. it all up. They muddied the waters. So again, we we've said it a million times on the pod. They have a chance with the Flash movie if they do something with Flashpoint yeah. to kind of clean it up and keep going in the same direction, or at least partially in the same direction. I don't know if they will. Doesn't I seem think like it, but... they had their chance with uh, Batman versus Superman, and they kind of, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was Zack Snyder. pushed all their chips in yeah. the middle. <laughs> Zack Snyder was given, and we talked about it before, where he was given free reign to do whatever he wants. And that's probably why now Warner Brothers is like, we have to step in or else we're going to yeah. keep on getting weird I, I, things I still going think that, on. I still think that they just need to do separate movies for now yeah. to establish characters and then build it up. Loosely tied. Loosely yeah. tied. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Nothing Again, over the head. Well, I really think they pushed their chips in on Justice League. They rushed to Justice League even though Batman vs. Superman, it, it basically broke even for the most part. Yeah. But Justice League was the one that lost all the money. Agreed. I feel so they, like... They, they went to the Avengers, but they didn't earn it yet. Yeah, they went so too they fast. They went a little too fast. Yeah, they went yeah. too they fast. They did push into it. Uh, so other movies I got. So Conjuring 3 is... It's, it's gotten in a name where it's uh, The Devil Made Me Do It. Mm, and so it's going to be about as far as... Let me look it up again. But where this guy, uh, he's being convicted. It's going to take place during a murder trial where he had stabbed, I guess, his landlord. And it's the first case of somebody using demonic possession as a defense mm, okay. in, a, in an actual suit. So I don't know if you guys have seen the Conjuring movies at all. Yes, or, I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I saw the first one. The yeah, first the one's first really one. good. The yeah, first one is really good. I think I watched the second one too. Three? What is it? Three? This is Conjuring 3. Okay, so, so I didn't uh, see the second one. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw the second one. The second one. one's not bad. It's, not it's, bad. it's fine. The first one is definitely the best one out of all of them, but there's... There's Conjuring, then there's Conjuring 2, and the third one's going to be coming out. There's a couple spinoffs, so there's Annabelle, yeah, Annabelle yeah. Creation, Annabelle, yeah. Annabelle Comes Home, there was La Lorena that came out recently, The mm. Nun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they've they've got their own kind of like Conjuring That's in the universe. Same universe? La Lorena, yeah. Oh, it actually really? is actually in the same universe. Okay. Who did the second Annabelle? Who's that director? Oh, because um, is that Moschietti or something? No, no, that's not Moschietti. Let me look it up real quick. It's Annabelle Creation. Because he but... went on to do some good things uh, from that particular movie. Mm. I remember that. I, I remember being like, sometimes from these horror directors, you get 
a lot of like uh, up and comers that end up getting a lot of other stuff. Let's see, uh, David Sandberg did Annabelle Creations. Yeah, he's and been so around. It's so weird because Annabelle's just a crap movie. Conjuring 2, I think, is just fine. <laughs> the first Conjuring, People I think, like is People like those Annabelle really, movies, yeah. though. I know oh, they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's horror. People, yeah. you know, they, yeah, they, always yeah. make, they always seem to make money or, somehow. Yeah, they always, get yeah, their, they always their seem their to make money fans. somehow. But uh, as far as, like, the first Conjuring was really good. Like, it was definitely, it's still really scary. Now, I think it holds a rated R, even though there's barely, like, any violence oh, or right? any cussing mm-hmm. at all. Interesting. It's the fact that it's still really, really scary. I remember seeing that in theaters, too. I'm just like, wow, this is really good. But, uh... Annabelle creation was just something where you didn't expect it to be good at all. And then it just ended up being really good. And yeah, same thing yeah. with like a uh, Ouija, like he had a Ouija movie, which was terrible, but then there was, I Ouija like the Ouija Evil. movie. Actually, I like that. I, I, first not, yeah, I, I, like I, I have not watched that yet. <laughs> okay. So, I definitely, I mean, I don't like you know, I, ride for it or nothing, but like, I was like, I was fine. The, I was the, entertained. The prequel, like the Ouija origin and evil, like mm. that one. Oh, was, maybe that was the one. Yeah, that, 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 that was the one. That was on HBO for a time. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was actually a really good one. So at least a lot better where you had two prequels that just ended up being amazing for whatever reason. And so, do they have a time of release for this one? Or uh, for just... this one, not yet. I think it's going to be coming up pretty soon, though. As far as with the the Conjuring, L- three, let me so. just uh, let me just throw this out there. The budget for the Van- the Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie was 120 million. It made 56 million domestically. <sighs> And it has a nine percent critic score yeah, and wow. an eighteen percent audience. Nine percent? Oh yeah. my god! I forgot it was that bad. Yeah, it was an utter catastrophe. It's, it's very. Uh, I don't even think he got final edit of it either. Because oh, wow. I don't think they got final edit. They brought someone else in. I think yeah, they brought a couple together. people in to clean it up. And it was a can, terribly edited movie. You can tell because with a uh, Kate Mara, I think is her name. Kate she Mara, plays yeah, the Invisible Woman, mm-hmm. where there's some scenes where her hair is just completely different, where they just put like a blonde wig on her. And then some, it's like her natural, I think brunette hairstyle or something like that. And so, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what the, uh, the other fan fantastic four movies, how they rate the one with Chris Evans. Yeah. yeah. I don't rate they, they, too, uh, the first one doesn't do too, too bad. Yeah. But uh, higher than this one. Profit, so higher yeah. than 9%. And right? actually and so, I, I sort of like the, they're not bad. Yeah, like, no, they're they're not yeah, bad like, I'm like trying to think, what are you talking about? I was like, Oh yeah. yeah, the original Chris, Evans, yeah, yeah. Chris Evans was, uh, the, the, <laughs> was human, the human torch. torch. Yeah. Yes, so yes. I feel like with those movies, like they definitely have age. They're probably not as good. You know, they're probably just not good in general. But they hold that special place of like your early two thousand superhero movies, yeah, like your yeah. Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Yeah, and, you exactly, know what I mean. Like exactly. they're not good, but you just watched them because that's all you're getting. Now and it's you so know saturated. What? DC so. should look at those movies and have hope. They yeah. should be like, oh yes, I remember Fantastic Four. And Marvel I remember can mess it up too. Daredevil. Bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can we can fix it. I mean, the Silver Surfer, the Silver Surfer one. Oh yeah, thirty seven percent on the Tomato Meter, fifty one on the audience. Okay. Hey, look so, at that. Not what was bad. the What that's was terrible. the first one? Uh, we'll look it up. But Silver Silver, he looks good in that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, Silver Surfer. I looks remember really when I first saw the effects. That. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no. Rise of Silver Surfer had one of the better trailers. I remember yeah. that when I first saw that trailer, I was like, because it's just Surfer flying around, and I was like, dang, that looks pretty good. They did a pretty good yeah. job with that. That's 2007. So the first one was a little bit worse. 27 critic, 45 audience. Okay, yeah, the first so one wasn't yeah, that bad. Early though. 2000 yeah. superhero movie though. You know, it's just <laughs> Michael Chiklis has the thing. I always thought that was good. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. The costume has not aged well. But you know, for the time, it, it's fun. It's like, yeah, what do you do? You know, mean, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to do a CGI rock monster, yeah. you know. And it's I didn't just, like it's Miles Teller as Mr. Fantastic. Uh, he, he struck me I'm as miscast. Not, the other guy, Ian Grunfeld or whatever, he was all right. Which one for the, the uh, British? The British guy from the first movies. As yeah. Mr. Oh yeah. No, he was fine. He's, yeah, he's been. Around. I don't think he does much think anymore. That movie came out. He did a TV series for a little while. That movie came out in a time when they're trying to balance like the actual comic books to what 
they're imagining for real life. Uh, like they were yeah. pulling heroes. from the source material yeah. a little more, maybe. So. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And and I I like the fact that they were just respecting it. Like literally yeah. in the first couple of X Men movies, they weren't doing that. Two thousand five, so. <laughs> two thousand seven. So yeah, it's right in the very beginning of the X Men series. Yeah, so. yeah. In that sweet spot, you yeah. got your Ghost Riders. I think more you got... <laughs> yeah, man. Certainly, I think more fondly of the X Men movies. So DC, DC should look at that and be like, oh, "Don't worry, we have a future." Yeah, that's what that's what we got. But DC, they have the what call it? The Dark Knight Rises. They're not the Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight. And so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've got the Dark Knight. So yeah, yeah. That's probably it's one. Something that's, that's in the top five. Too many sure Jokers movies. Yeah, too many Jokers, but. Oh, that, that movie just keeps on making more money, too. I know, right? So. Oh Actually, God. speaking of that, the Golden Globes came out, and Joker did get quite a few uh, Golden Globe nominations. I was devastated that The Watchmen didn't get much of anything. Yeah, Which really? is just unbelievable. I mean, it came pretty late, too. It but... came pretty late, but it. Uh, I heard, I read a review the other day that called it one of the best shows of the last it's decade. It's so good. And it's so good. It's so it, good. It, it's actually pulling crazy numbers for HBO. It's pulling like Game of Thrones type numbers. Wow, yeah. 7.6 million uh, first night viewing. So they're getting, and rewatches too on it. So it's doing incredibly well. And still, like we mentioned mm-hmm. before, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, um, they have not confirmed a second season. Yeah, so it's, it's like gotta happen. TikTok, it's you know, gotta TikTok, happen. Tyler. I, guess we I wonder if Alan Moore is gonna watch it or what his opinion. He's on he's, <laughs> a cr- he's, he's you know he's who he is. About he's his Luke Skywalker yeah. in the last yeah. in the last Jedi. He's, <laughs> he's just a grumpy old man. He is grumpy about his uh his. He's his a great writer. So. I mean, they, people should be more open minded about this. <laughs> All thing. right, do you guys have any last bit of movie news you want to throw in there? Jonathan Groff from Frozen and the show. Oh, I Matrix Four. Matrix Four. I thought that was somewhat interesting. Interesting. Mindhunter too, right? Mindhunter. Yeah, 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 he's the FBI so, guy in Mindhunter. Yeah. And then um, I watched a trailer for a movie called In the Heights because I have a soft spot for musicals. Okay. And that is the guy from Hamilton. Uh, uh, Lin-Manuel oh, Miranda? Yeah, Lin-Juan Miranda. Yeah. And, oh, wow. Uh, somebody else. I like famous. him. They are joining together to do a pretty cool um, uh, movie that's like set in New York, I guess. And it's like a spectacle sort of like about like diversity and blah, blah, blah. Interesting. Yeah. It looks interesting. I, I just check out the trailer. I thought okay. it was somewhat fascinating. And the music sounded pretty cool. Nice. So. All right, so today we're doing The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. The most <laughs> talked about Star Wars movie just... Just, just let the past ever kill yeah it kill it if, if you have, have to, to. For reals, yeah, i will but. literally say what i want to do with this movie out loud word <laughs> for word so you don't have to think at all <laughs> uh, so uh ryan this is your first time watching yes it is so let me let me hear your hot take hot on take this. yeah a lot of people die. A lot, yeah, a lot of people, people die. die. Yeah. yeah, including my hopes and dreams in childhood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and my hope for the the future of Star Wars. Oh man, <laughs> I think you know what? Including Benicio Last... del Toro's career. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, I said I was like a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I don't think I'm a Star You're Wars. You're not fan a Star Wars fan anymore. Just like oh, that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how did this movie do financially, Nick? All right, so this one, I mean, it's hard to argue with the star wars movie that turns they're gonna make money right they're gonna gonna make make money money. no matter what it's how it is and and again uh, the more i watch this movie the the more i think differently about it the budget was roughly what the force awakens was right in that 317 320 million mark so ryan johnson playing in the sandbox a lot of money so he can build all those crazy set pieces that he does like canto bite you know depending on what you think about that U.S. it does six hundred and twenty million internationally. It does seven hundred and twelve. That's one point three three billion. Just for reference, Force Awakens is two point oh six. So it's around seven hundred eight hundred million less than the Force Awakens. So something of a letdown for Disney, but obviously over a billion dollars, you're doing fine. Yeah, toys are being sold, right? 
I had a 220 million opening. That's slightly down from what The Force Awakens at the time, record setting 245, 250 million opening. And then critic and audience. You guys want to take a shot at it? Oh, man. This is uh, a weird one because I, I usually I disagree the reverse way, but this time yeah. I disagree in opposite way. So critics gave it, what do you think, Tyler? Uh, critics probably gave it a solid 80 something. 80 something? And I haven't saying? looked it up either. So I always <laughs> stick with a safe 75. It's 91%, okay. which is right. fairly surprising, right? Yeah. Okay, now the audience, <laughs> you want to take a shot at this? Oh, 50-something? 30. 43. Sitting at 43. It was a little bit higher than that. It's dropped significantly. Now, some people say that's like bots and trolls or whatever, but yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think it that's probably... That's probably instant I'll look reaction. up the, uh, the, the thing on uh, IMDb. Let's see what Last Jedi's IMDb score is, because it... <laughs> I'm, I'm curious now. Does, does, does lower, it deserve yeah. a 90 anything? Um, I mean, we're going to talk about it as we get into the minutia of it, but the movie, because it's trying to subvert expectations, I think that instant reaction is different from when you revisit it down the road. Um, he, remember, it's partly J.J. Abrams' fault for opening all these mystery boxes and leaving everything so open-ended, forcing Ryan Johnson to make some decisions. Mm -hmm. And then no matter what you do, Ryan Johnson is attempting, even though I think he fails, uh, to do different stuff. Uh, you know, people are going to have their criticisms about it, you know? Yeah. So unfortunately he stayed somewhere in the middle here. He kind of hedged his bed a bit. He kind of made some new fans mad and some old fans <laughs> mad. And it was just that sweet spot of like, we reject what we're seeing. Yeah. You know? So right now this is a 7.1 on IMDb. It's pretty high. Actually. Actually. So, yeah. um, but critics again are yeah. pretty favorable. Most people it. don't like, if they're, if people are going to troll, they're going to troll Rotten Tomatoes, not usually yeah. on yeah. IMDb. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, but now how, let me ask you this on mm -hmm. balance, because we've talked, we've mentioned this movie, this and maybe, uh, the uh, Justice League or Snyder Cut, maybe more than anything else, maybe Batman versus Superman. What do you trust more, the audience score or the critic score? Yeah, I think it depends on the movie. And it's, it's case by case. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it is kind of case by case. You can't so. do a blanket statement yeah. on that. The, the more honest one is really the audience score because those are the fans that go to see the movie that pay the money, even though they can have more emotional responses to it. Critics, as you know, even myself, can be victim to, you know, look at the cinematography and look at, you know, some of the minutia. Or you can buy them out. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, they can yeah, Sometimes could. they can be bought out. Yeah, absolutely. All that Disney money. So it is a weird thing. That's a weird split, 91 and 43. So those are the numbers. All right. So we're just going to take a quick commercial break. Yeah, so as far as, like, the ratings go, too, I just want to remind everybody a lot of people hated the prequels when they came out <laughs> and now they're starting to get some steam. So it seems like after every, at least with the original trilogy, like that still holds its place. Uh, maybe Revenge, I not think, Revenge, yeah, Return of the Jedi true, right? is Return probably, of the Jedi yeah. Is beloved, but yeah. a lot of people are kind of like starting to go back to the prequels and they're starting to, you know, oh, the prequels did this. So, I mean, they did do Metachlorians. So. <laughs> there, <laughs> but, there's, there's no matter what you do, you're never going to win over everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially I, in Star Wars. I, I guess. Yeah, especially in Star Wars. And JJ was criticized heavily for being derivative in yeah. Force Awakens. So I actually credit a lot ryan johnson like i'm gonna write it i'm gonna take some big swings and this is what it's gonna be it's gonna be something different but so you gotta give him credit i will say that the first one was a fun ride fun. like yeah. i gave it to it like yeah. i had all these criticisms on it but i still gave it a good score because hey the story was there and it followed mm -hmm. the rules of the story with this I'm I'm looking at it it's like why are you making these choices? Why are uh -huh. why it's do the so choices many... that really get you? Yeah, yeah. and it, like it, but the thing is, he's I also telegraphing his choices. Let me just point out that 
even though I really like some of the lines in this movie and I think it's fairly well written, he is basically spelling it out for new Star Wars to exist. I'm going to kill old Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's basically saying the old one must die. Um, so, you know, I just think he does it in such an in your face way that it doesn't go down. very mm-hmm. And well, it's, you know? but yeah, it's exactly. Shove it down. Exactly. Throat. And so many people die that it becomes inconsequential. Yeah. They talked about like, all right. Or and, almost die. Yeah. I almost think like, I don't get why like Haldo, you know, says, are we doing spoilers? We don't care. Oh yeah. Right? Spoilers. It's been so, out like, for a while. Yeah. Why doesn't Leia could have died and not do the Mary Poppins thing? Or she could have done, she could have sacrificed herself to take out the dreadnought. Yeah. Or whatever that, that, well, yeah. Why is it the other lady? Yeah. He hedges his bets too. He says, I'm going to change everything. But then at the end, what happens is like, nah, actually we're going to go back to normal. Good dark and light, you know? Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So like he doesn't go all the way in and that's a problem. Yeah. Who is like, it, it doesn't have any consequences to it. Who is this woman? I don't know who purple, she is. Purple hair lady. Uh, yeah, Admiral uh, something. Yeah. yeah. Haldo. I don't care. Admiral Haldo. Haldo. Yeah. There you go. And first of all, it was and just, I like her performance, actually. But it's poor communication. Why wouldn't you just tell everyone? <laughs> yeah, this is like our job, right? Yeah. No one's talking to each yeah. other. Yeah. Why don't you just tell What's everyone what secret? you're planning on doing? Why are you going to keep it to yourself? By the way, what like the most of, of the plans in this crazy movie, like Maz Kanata saying, go find the guy with the lapel. Well, we'll just take Benicio Del Toro. He's fine. He's good enough. Uh, most of the plans are really <laughs> shitty. Poe Dameron, you're sh- that's a shitty plan. All these plans are dumb. Now, you could argue like, okay, well, we're going to go to Starkiller Base and use the Force. That's not how the Force works. That's a crappy plan, too. And yeah, but it, it was out. good. It worked but, out. Yeah, it worked out. Like this when it doesn't up, work, it's weird. You yeah, know? it just been. In, it was just like a closed loop within itself, and it was not part of anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why did they have to have that in the movie? So when you introduce these things, and when you uh, make these choices on these movies, and they turn out poorly, it makes the audience members think. Why did you even do it in the first place? Right. It did not have to be in the movie. You could have used them for something else. You could have rewritten that in another way. All it amounted to was more people dying. And like I agreed with you. We talked about outside of the podcast that uh, Finn should have died in that. I agree. In, in it that. would have been an emotional payoff. Actually, it would have been. A lot of this movie is Finn's journey. I always criticize this movie. It's like the pod racing part of Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. The fucking Cano bite thing goes a little too long. It's a little nonsense Yeah. A little too much CGI. And where does it get you ultimately? Kind of nowhere, right? But most people who counter uh, me when we argue about this film talk about Finn is not really a rebel yet. What he's doing is deciding who he's going to be. Yeah, and he yeah. has to see the war machine provided by the, you know, Canto Bite, the, the people, the greed, the corruption, the gambling, people war profiteering, essentially, to decide when Phasma, who gets a terrible send off in this film. Yeah. But like when he <laughs> yeah. decides, like, who are you? Re- you're scum? No, I'm rebel scum. He made a choice. I'm not going to be Benicio del Toro's nobody and just run away from everything. I'm actually going to fight for a side. I took a side. Yes, so there yes. is payoff there. But it still felt like lazy mm-hmm. in your face, shove it down your throat. And I wanted more time with Luke and I had to sit through like horse racing. You yeah. know, it was a little bit weird. <laughs> I liked uh, like the character development for Finn was yeah. good. Which and why if he died, you it would have been more consequences. impact. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have paid off. So definitely with this, my first time watching it, I liked it. So I did like okay, it. And right. I did like as far as like, okay, this guy is taking new swings on it because it wasn't just, Rehash, rehash, rehash. You weren't yeah, picking yeah. up. Right. You know, I give him something you that. saw in, in the other movie, yeah. you know, that he did go his own way. And I always imagine the pitch meeting, or not even just the pitch meeting, but the meeting between like uh, Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams just kind of meeting together. It's like, okay, what plans do you have for Ray? Mystery box. 
Okay, cool. What plans do you have for Snoke? Mystery box. Okay, so I guess I'm just going to have to do my own thing and answer these questions. He yeah, did yeah. have the harder part of... I agree. Now you kind of have to answer these questions. And you can still pretty much save it as far as what direction you want to go into. On my second time viewing... I think viewing, it's salvageable, yeah. Yeah, so this is my second time viewing it. Um, and even the first time viewing, I'm just like, this Rose storyline is just... You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's just, shoved in there. Yeah. I, I feel I like bad the for the actress because she got yeah. so much backlash yeah. over, you know, up from the fans. I think it's unwarranted. The I actually yeah, like her yeah. performance on Balance. I think the sister thing in the beginning is interesting, if not good. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah. I thought it was something I, there. I there, thought it was interesting. There are and their things chemistry in this with movie. Finn is good. Yeah, so there yeah. are things in this movie, like just for example, when Kylo Ren, like they, I think with Ryan Johnson and the last Jedi, they do a good job displaying this whole dark versus light thing. Yeah. And I do very much like when Kylo Ren is flying, you know, his TIE fighter, whatever it is. And he has a chance to blow up, you know, princess Leia. I don't like this part. You don't like don't that know. part. We're going to go, we're going to do blows. <laughs> really? And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. okay so why. he can kill Han Solo. Yeah. Establishing who he is as a bad guy, establishing us to say, we can't like this guy. He's unredeemable. Now we all think to some extent he's going to turn back to good. Right. So he can kill Han Solo in that moment, but he, can't kill his mom. Yeah, it's different. Doesn't make any mom. sense. And by the way, behind him, totally kill your okay, dad over second, your mom. mom. <laughs> but behind him, even though it's always like the main characters killing main characters, two random Tie Fighters come and shoot anyway. It's yeah. very odd. It felt it's it, not that odd to me. It felt unlike Star Wars. It's, it's not that odd. Star Wars. Like, it's not that. I, odd. I found it to be odd, and it took me out of the moment. And then what happens after that with the Mary Poppins thing? I love Leia. I want to see Leia. Oh, the Mary Poppins or use bad. the force. Yeah, the Mary like, Poppins thing is bad. That was so odd. And, How, and the weirder thing is like Carrie Fisher, rest in peace. She died in real life prior to this yeah. movie coming out. You had multiple chances to take her off the board in a in a commendable way, sacrificing herself for the rebels yeah, or her yeah. son killing her in, a, in an emotional way. But you chose to keep her alive two times over because I don't understand why. Right. So, she has something to do in the third one. So I, I, I don't get I that. Don't Are we just going to say she survives because of the force? Is that it? Absolutely. That yeah, that, that part was ridiculous. She survives yeah. because of the force. Some, okay. and, and, and by the way, that's We've something... never used the force just before. Like, <laughs> just like the very weird force bond. I don't know if we're going to talk about that, where they can now see each other like in person. It's like Skype, but like yeah. the force. Yeah. Uh, this is something we had never seen before. Leia can survive outer space and yeah. like the elements of outer space. Like he's How throwing do you new things in there. Die? Good job, but <laughs> it's weird. You know, so. I know I, I give it to it Ryan takes you Johnson. Out of the moment. I give it to Ryan Johnson. He mm -hmm. did have the hard part of answering these questions. But the thing is, is that the way that he does it, why did he make, why did he choose? Yeah. That? Which I was t asking Tyler earlier, Snoke was just introduced in, in the force awakens. And then he dies right here with nothing. I also, like, they, the first time I saw it was taken out of that moment too I thought it was an interesting death scene although his chamber way too much red in the background those are just like red I curtains was hanging cool. there I think not enough <laughs> red I thought it was dope <laughs> right. you know the Praetorian guards or whatever that's a good fight scene but like too much red not that's enough that's weird now if we find out Palpatine controls Snoke the whole way he was just uh, another body in place See, of the Emperor maybe it's fine this is this sure. is one thing that I hate about Star Wars and about trilogies in general when they build these movies they're thinking of the sequel in mind so I can't judge things that I don't like because they haven't released it in the next movie. I yeah. feel like I should be able to. That's the thing that I hate about the Star Wars movie. Here, here's the thing, though, Ryan. If you're having a good time, you worry less about that. The, the fatal flaw of The Last Jedi isn't so much that it, there's a lot of entertaining set pieces, some good cinematography, same guy that he always uses. I think Steve Yeldon. He mm -hmm. did Brick, did Looper. You know, he's done, he did Knives Out. He's a good cinematographer and there's some beautiful shots here. But if you're not having a good time, you start to be like, 
what's going on here? Yes. Why are we doing yes. this again? Mm-hmm. It feels a little bit weird. And I think the fatal flaw, like I said, was it doesn't feel like Star Wars in enough pockets of the film that it takes you out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like how Snoke yells at uh, Kylo Ren and calls him a failure because he lost to <laughs> he lost a lightsaber battle yeah. with someone who never picked up a lightsaber before. I mean, he's got a point. He's got a pretty good point there. He does. He does raise a good point. But <laughs> oh, on my goodness. second time viewing this, it's very just he calls kind him of just like, a child. That's kind yeah, of a, yeah. It's a body so blow. <laughs> there there are things to like in this movie, and he did. Sure, I, I still like. think that he did took some chances, although some of it didn't work. And I'll give the him biggest, credit for that. Yeah, I'll give him definitely because you have the hard position and you have to answer the mystery box thing, and it's just. I agree. He's got the harder and, part. And again, it, the easy thing is to set up. The hard thing is to answer the questions, right? Do you like the meta-ness of this movie that they're in the fit? Like Luke is basically telling you the Jedi are a failure. He's pointing out like the look at what happened in the prequels when the Jedi were their most yeah. powerful. They let Palpatine rise to power. It just made him seem uh, Kylo will never be live up to Darth Vader. And like, it's very like in your face telling you what you should feel, yeah. uh, which I think is an mm-hmm. odd choice by a filmmaker. I think it's fine for uh, Luke Skywalker to kind kind of mock the Jedi in general because they have been pretty much terrible. And one I think thing, it's fair to acknowledge it because there have been a million YouTube videos prior to this coming out explaining that over and over again. Yeah. So we know it's out there, but it seems like Ryan Johnson watches a lot of YouTube and is like addressing mm. YouTubers. <laughs> I don't know why he's doing that. Just worry about your movie. Don't worry about addressing right. us weirdos that watch too many YouTube videos. Many YouTube you know? videos it's kind of yeah. weird. It felt a little bit odd to me. No, I was I was fine with that as far as, you know, Luke Skywalker thing, the Jedi has to end because as far as like exploring more into it, you're kind of forced into this thing of where it's huh, forced. Anyways, <laughs> you know, where you're you're either dark, you're light, you're black, or you're white. They never once bring up like any sorts of gray Jedis because there are gray Jedis yeah, who kind yeah, of yeah, tap yeah. into both. It's an interesting story. And, so, and I think that's where we're headed at. And it is an odd thing as far as like when you kind of go into the deep lore as far as like with Star Wars, like, you know, they do what ifs a lot. Like Presumably you need balance, and, right? And, and, yeah. and, and Luke does do a decent job. And, and there's good writing there trying to explain that. But like, no matter what, if you have a good Jedi, a Sith will rise up. If a Sith is strong, a Jedi will rise up. That's what balance yeah. is. So like, are we just going to keep doing and this that's over why it's and over exhausting. again? Yeah. It's <laughs> exhausting. I, I think Ryan Johnson is like, well, man, this is exhausting. We got to do something new. Let's yeah. try to break that down. But then at the end, he kind of ends up at the same place. It's it's mm-hmm. Ray alive and Kylo out there as a bad guy. They even Luke, who's trying yeah. to tell her don't go the same direction, it doesn't work. Shows up at the end to reset it, the same place where we left it. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like either Ryan Johnson either got noted at the last minute or just couldn't take it as far as he wanted to. He kind of held back just enough, which made it sort of nonsensical. Like held back as far as from dark versus light, yeah, or he, maybe he wanted to go gray, but they wouldn't let him all the way. Or something. I don't know because. With this movie, too, as far as him exploring, like, the dark versus light, like, yeah, the Jedi, you know, they haven't been living up to it. They allowed the Sith to rise up, even though, basically, you had a crap ton of Jedi, a whole Jedi order, and they were all wiped out within a matter of a couple days with only a few of them being left. So, I mean, you can still explore as far as that dark versus light, and I do like how when Luke is training with Leia, or not Leia, sorry, Rey, (laughs) how Luke is, you know, giving her that, that first lesson, and how she just goes straight to the dark side, and she feels comfortable with it. Where it's not this, you know, it's it kind of feels like it's not just dark. I do like light, that part, you know, yeah, it yeah. Is, and I think that's an interesting. You can take. feel comfortable. Re- in remember it. when we did the Matrix pod, and you guys didn't give the Matrix enough credit. I'll just point that out again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's uh, the guy. If I always forget his name, the guy who wrote um, Hero with a Thousand Faces. He's the one who does the mono myth, right? The hero's journey. Lucas is doing the same thing that the Matrix is doing with that hero's journey thing, right? So, but he's 
they, Ryan Johnson's trying to break that cycle to not give you the same thing. Literally, Star Wars is black and white, right? The black ones are the bad guys for some reason, and the white ones are the good guys for some reason. Look at their garbs. But we've seen in Return of the Jedi, Luke, good Luke is in black. You know what yeah. I mean? So they have flirted with this idea before that you have to have some control of both to get balance, right? right. To achieve balance. So they're revisiting something they've already done and they're muddying the waters a bit. And I don't think it's clear enough to any fans that, that it works yeah. entirely. And well. with mm-hmm. uh, so going back to that, with uh, Kylo Ren, he's like, oh, the old things he's need to die. He's clearly like confused with himself and emo and weird. Yeah, yeah. We get <laughs> but, it. You know what I mean? We get it. <laughs> so I liked the idea where it was going in regards to Ryan Johnson was like, all things need to die. All right. So Kylo, he even breaks his helmet. Ryan Johnson's like, ah, screw the helmet too. Yeah, he breaks his own helmet. And, but and then he decides Take that ridiculous thing. It was off, a little you know? stupid. The it's helmet, a little weird, was, yeah, right? the helmet is a little. But stupid. he decides yeah. to destroy everything. He's like, whatever. It gave you that feel of, oh, it doesn't matter what the name of it is. It's going to be dark and light, regardless. What they're going to kill off the Empire. He said he wants to kill off Order ninety nine. What is it? Was it Order sixty six? Yeah, yeah, Order sixty six or whatever. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. He wants to start up a new. He wants to rule the galaxy again he, even but benicio it, del toro they blow you up today you blow them up tomorrow it's a cycle yeah you know what and I mean? even yeah. when spelling it out mm-hmm. for you yeah yeah and that's what i don't like about this movie it just tries to manufacture these feelings for the audience yeah. and by the way benicio's stutter unacceptable yeah a little weird <laughs> a little weird but uh as and even too Get like glass with, of water, with luke benicio, you know on. trying to bring up his own jedi order and with his first group of jedi he was trying to train I'm oh, okay. guess what? I'm, your I'm, main your main student turns to the dark side, murders your other students, and okay, then so leaves off with we, the Knights of Ren, which who knows what happened to, to them. We yeah. need to talk about this. Initially, when I first saw the movie, the thing that took me out the most was how they treated Luke Skywalker. Now, again, you got to make choices. Credit to Ryan Johnson for making interesting choices, right? Something that we don't expect, okay? Sat down, watched YouTube, said, I'm not doing any of that. Let's make Luke Skywalker a curmudgeon who lives in a weird place mm-hmm. with these weird caretaker things that look like giant slugs. Whatever, fine, live your truth. But the thing is, like, I don't know that that feels like Luke Skywalker to me. Those choices seem really odd, and I don't know that he explains it well enough. The idea that he's going to raise the lightsaber to kill Kylo Ren is kind of a big deal. Like, you're basically undercutting a character that had been built up for a long time. You have to know there's going to be backlash to it. And the ending, although it's somewhat satisfying, doesn't take it back. You know, what you've Mm -hmm. already done, you basically killed a character for a generation of people that like have wanted to see this guy come back and do something cool he's not obi-wan he's something much worse (laughs) so that's a bummer you know and he had to know that was coming when when it comes down to it i I feel like he didn't really do anything in the movie like Uh, he does get the moment at the end and the more i watch it i've seen it 3.5 times now so like i do think the ending there there is something there that i really enjoy the other side of this is like Again, Ryan Johnson, he takes the mystery boxes from J.J. We don't see the Knights of Ren, so those are just like, throw them aside. And then we don't really see any of the other Jedi Luke is training. If we're not going to get Rey and Luke training for a decent amount of minutes, can we at least see him in a background training a bunch of Jedis when his cat before his academy goes to mm-hmm. shit? We don't even see that, you know. Like we want some lore before these characters are gone forever. Yeah. You know, I would. And he say, doesn't give it to us. I would say, as far as with Luke Skywalker and his kind of direction too, it makes sense that he is that sad or that he's that lonely because he is part of the reason, or he is the reason why Kylo Ren. I'm okay with that idea. Of, I just don't. 
think it was executed that well. Uh, I think it's fine. I think it makes sense considering you're just part of the Jedi Order. You, your first class that you you're bringing it up on the first day, then everyone dies, and then <laughs> no, and then who, some turn to the dark now, side. And <laughs> we understand the bias, but you know who doesn't agree with you? Mark Hamill doesn't agree with you. Yeah, he did not like how this character was written. I don't care what he says about it publicly yeah. after he got scolded. <laughs> yeah, but he does not like it, and I agree with. I him. don't know yeah. what people are expecting unfair. though. I don't know. Were you were expecting, expecting Obi Wan do... Kenobi. No, I... yeah, but you can't just keep on giving that because then you're gonna do a rehash. But, but again. Luke, you can do different things with the same idea. Sometimes Luke, what worked before is okay. It's not that derivative. Uh, okay, not being a Star Wars fan, Luke didn't do anything for the movie. All he did was talk about like the yeah. past and how crappy it was and stuff like that. He kind of alluded to some plot points, but he didn't do anything for Ray to move it forward. And then uh, at the very end, you saying this is a redeeming thing. Again, he doesn't really do anything. I agree. Just, and, and it's weird like, that like Astro projects himself pretty much. The, yeah. yeah. Although I like the scene and I like his lines. Fire every says, weapon we have at that guy. <laughs> every day at work, I say this to producer Ryan. Literally everything you just said is wrong. <laughs> so like I like some of that writing, but the thing is like the ship that's floating away is trying to buy them time to continue their survival, right? Yeah. Luke essentially does the same thing, and we're supposed to have this big redemption where Poe is like, "Oh shoot, Luke is actually buying us time. We figured it out, you know." And then you get Ray floating the rocks which is a kind of a nice scene so it kind of comes together but it's we've already seen the ship floating slowly we're gonna let luke just come out there to but, buy time it's kind of weird okay that goes to another one of my points it's just like no it's non-consequential they're yeah. rehashing the same thing in the same movie so many people have to die so many plans have to go bad and then so many people have to like sacrifice themselves in order for them to escape why do you have to do that so many times over, in the and, same over and over movie? and and even like the we it we makes the it lose the impact the fire that brings the rebellion back. The rebellion is now like 50 people, presumably. The last movie killed the like five planets yeah. that the rebellion survived on. Or and then Poe killed half of them. So and what then... are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of, it just doesn't make good sense, yeah. you know? So if he's trying to like throw out some of the stuff that didn't make sense in the past and move the story forward, he's also committing the same flaws of not being sensical. Yeah. I, time, so. I would say still my favorite part about this movie, it is the conflict of dark versus light where, you know, and it is having that balance and second time watching it, definitely pacing issues. Absolutely. There's some pacing issues in there. Um, like just like what you talked about the Canto bite scene, like that long. could have been taken yeah. out completely. The whole and a little in your versus face. the admiral thing. Look too. at the scratches on the uh, yeah. what are those things called? Feathers or something like that? The, oh the big yeah, horse things. I don't know. Yeah, I, I get it, but it's a little too in and, your face. You know, the kids are a little too glossy looking too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and same thing. It's just the Poe versus the admiral, you know, situation as far as that going on. Them being able to track them through light speed that could have been taken out too as well. You could have inject other things in there exactly. to make it a better story as opposed to, okay, you've got them in transit trying to get to this, you know, this light speed and basically be, they're getting tracked in light speed and you get them going to this next planet, the salt planet. I yeah, forgot what yeah. it's called. It was cool but, to see Carrie Fisher's uh, daughter a couple times on the set yeah. there. I mean, it's fine. She's, yeah. she's just a background <laughs> character. Yeah, <laughs> but, she's had a couple speaking lines. Yeah, fine. Yeah, well, I, think, I bet you she has a bigger yeah. role in the next one. I think she, she had a couple speaking lines. She was cool. She was part of the mutant. Tyler, that's, I mean, yeah. Nick, that sounds like never Nepotism to me. Yeah, there's and and saying that like my favorite part about this, it is the conflict of dark versus light. It is some of the Jedi stuff. I like how Luke just does not care. He throws a lightsaber away, and then just because it's kind of like an F you to JJ Abrams for setting up so many mystery boxes and not having any real there's answers that, too. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest faults of like the rise of not sorry, not Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi, and even the Force Awakens, is you don't have a Kevin Foggy or you don't have somebody to help kind of guide the story along as far as the bigger universe. They and did so not 
storyboard the thing out. Yeah. Maybe because they thought it would leak or maybe just because they were rushing. I'm not sure, but that really hurts them. Yeah, it Maybe does. they had like a handful of bullet points, but they needed more than what they had because it feels like two totally different movies. It feels like two different things. Yeah. Force Awakens and this least movie. And that's a problem. Did uh, did JJ, because uh, we're so cool now, JJ. Did, JJ. Yeah, yeah. We're, just getting, we're on a first name basis. <laughs> JJ. Did uh, JJ, he, did he produce this at all? Did he have any sort of credit to yeah, it? Yeah, he had credit. Yeah, he's got, he had he's a credit. credit. He has like yeah. a produced. Yeah, yeah. so... I think because he was offered Star Wars eight and nine by Kathleen Kennedy, I think the the head of like the Star Wars or something like that, or head, one of the heads of Disney, and so he was offered to do eight and nine, but it's just you're gonna set up all this stuff, and he did do a good job as far as setting up, you know, a good intro first movie. Of, of course, there are holes. Yeah, bringing in the nostalgia more, back, yeah. bringing in new fans. Yeah, so there are holes in it. There are things I don't like, but he did a good job. So, of so you're up the saying he should be and, punished for not taking it if he yes. wanted to. So it's. It, <laughs> I agree. To a certain extent, yeah. I agree, right? So if Lucas, you're set it up, Lucas doesn't direct um, uh, Empire or Return of the Jedi, did he but he's hope? involved. He did New Hope. Oh, yeah. he did New Hope. So, okay, yeah. But he's involved with the other two, right? So yeah. he's sort of storyboarding. JJ looks like he just left, basically. Right. He gets credit, executive producing or whatever the credit is, but he doesn't contribute that much to the story. Ryan Johnson essentially writes it on his, on his own. So now, like, there's backlash to the Ryan Johnson one, so JJ's going to come back and fix it or whatever. He should have just stuck around the whole time. Exactly. To make the continuity yeah. make like, sense. So yeah. I get that. That is fair criticism Yeah, so JJ. and that's why it's just kind of like, you set up all these mystery boxes. You're going to have to answer them or maybe at least kind of set it up to where if you don't give an answer, it doesn't matter. Or not be and mad so, when you don't write the next one but, and somebody doesn't go the direction you want it to go. I do like the balls on Ryan Johnson for killing Snoke because he's just like, who gives an F? It's just another Sith Lord. <laughs> There's just another one who's going to take By the way, the place, CGI you know, on and, Snoke, did that bother anybody when his hand is kind of touching me. It's just huge. Yeah, it's just huge. So, but you could still, you could still <laughs> save it. So, <laughs> yeah, he's an exec producer on this one. So you can still save it as far as like the story goes with Rise of Skywalker because you could easily make Snoke a Palpatine. You know what I, just, I mean? Because Palpatine has been known before from other lore to kind of jump from body to body. Yeah, you I'm could okay make, You could make, you know, Snoke Palpatine. He's just going to keep on coming back at least somehow. And so there are still but ways is, to save is it. Is Kylo enough to carry as the main villain? And, I just I don't I don't really see it. I, I, mean, don't know. I didn't like him that much in the Force Awakens. I like him a, a tiny bit more here. He gets a little more to do. I don't like. I like he, General Hux in this. So yeah, he's funny. I, yeah, yeah. He's funny. Can you hear All me? Right, but, <laughs> <laughs> some of the humor. Okay. We'll talk about some of the humor, like the lightsaber I, hitting her in the head. I do want to talk felt about that. A little that. bit weird. Yeah. Yeah, it did. You agree with that? <laughs> I, I do agree, agree with it. it. I think not I hate, so weird in the Force Awakens, probably because we're having a better time. But in this one, it feels a little weird. I hate that now Disney, Marvel, what uh, Star Wars or whatever they now have to inject humor anywhere to kind of just dampen a little bit of that uh of the of the stress levels because people have anxiety or whatever and they can't deal they with even, it they anymore. actually even undercut their emotional moments when yeah Ray, i agree when, uh, when ray has the lightsaber and she's training but then she cuts the rock yeah and, and it knocks out the caretakers again they yeah. really you don't like her like again you're having an emotional moment Luke comes down the steps, watches her train on her own. Then she cuts the rock that's probably been there for generations and, you know, destroys whatever the caretakers are doing down the hill. Like, good moment, then you undercut it. I, you know, it's kind of weird. I, weird I don't choices. like how they have to inject that into, especially when uh, the uh, the spaceship is going down. The, what is the big one? That, uh, oh, the Dreadnought? The Dreadnought, the dreadnought yeah. They're not going down. Everything is exploding all around them. And then BB-8 comes on the At-At Walker or the... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, uh, not the At-At. ATST. 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 ATST, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a great scene, by the way, when the walkers are being loaded onto the carriers. That was mm -hmm. a kind of a background scene prior to them landing on a crate. What's it? Is that 
place? The planet that's with the red salt? Oh, I just call it Salt Planet. Yeah, so, Salt, yeah, planet. salt planet. I think it's yeah. planet. <laughs> but, I but that's name. an interesting scene. But, uh, okay, so when BBA comes and rescues Finn, uh-huh. and then, uh, what's his name, Ro- Rose, she's Rose. like, need a lift? Yeah. What? Like, just <laughs> have some, like, sense of urgency. <laughs> like, you're, everything is How dare you? That's a great pun. <laughs> <laughs> at that moment, at that moment, she was scared for her life. She was, like, getting shot out, and there's all these explosions, and she's not- Get on the fuck. Fucking left, yeah, like, we're gonna exactly. die. Come on, have a little bit of urgency to it. So, I, I feel, I do feel bad for Rose, the, the actress who does play Rose, but I just do not like her character at. All. Like the yeah. beginning is funny when she's like, you know, of course, tases, you know, Finn, and she's just like, I've had to stop so many people from, moment. you know, yeah. from she trying to leave. Kiss. Yeah. She steals that kiss. Yeah, that was, that was, that, that was, was rape. he did not, yeah, he did not, like, <laughs> so, he did not consent to uh, that. Of course, Kelly, Kelly, those, uh, Kelly Marie Tran is her name. And I, I think, here's the thing, right? So you introduce that character. She's got good chemistry with Finn. If Finn would have sacrificed himself to kill that whatever that thing is that's trying to knock down the wall where they're yeah. at. Oh, they called it mini Death Star. He the was like, yeah. like a mini, you oh, got to yeah, get the yeah, Death Star yeah. in there. You're, You're contractually obligated already. Yeah. So, but if, if Finn had sacrificed himself, then Rose kind of takes the place of Finn in the next movie. Oh, I would have thought there that. was payoff there not. and some consequence, that, but, but they didn't do it that way. I think, yeah. I think Instead, it Rose been... is the one that's knocked out at the end of the movie because you're contractually obligated to have somebody knocked out at the end of every one of these now. If you're going to kill Finn, you have to do it in front of Ray. You know what I mean? Because just because of their dynamic from well, the first one, point I think if you're going to do it, you okay. have to do it in front of Ray. Let me ask you this question, because again, there's some some timeline issues that I have some a problem That's with. That's another thing I want to talk about too. So yeah. Ray just takes off after taking all the TIE fighters with the Millennium Falcon, which is great. Like they really hate that ship. Kind of a cool moment. Another yeah. cool moment yeah. with the Falcon, which I like. But then she's just gone for a while. Yeah. What mm. What is she doing exactly? She's just looking for them, I guess, at so, the back end of the cave. And how does she know to do I that? I think- kind of odd. And, and same thing, this movie has a lot of issues with it. And there are still things I like about it. I know I've, I've always got to say much, that after I say there's a lot Too much editing issues, and post to kind of piece it together. The yeah. one thing that this Star Wars movie did differently compared to all the other ones is the time jump. There is no time jump between it is the first Force time Awakens that's ever happened, yeah. to Last of, to uh, sorry, uh, right, Last Jedi. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Force so Awakens to Last Jedi names, is an immediate Yeah, jump. it's straight into immediately. They maybe should have done a time jump because just like what they've always done, they should have still done a time jump between you know your six if, seven whatever this one is seven. The eight. only problem with that is the way they treat Luke Skywalker prevents them from being able to do that. What they because he has to reject Ray as yeah the new student. So. No, yeah. they could have did a time jump of like seven years, and then Luke Skywalker is training Ray, and then that would have been better. But now yeah. you have a different. It story. would have been better. Yeah, that's and a it different would be, story. But I, I'm just or th- maybe it's a mistake that JJ only put Luke at the end, even though I thought it's an interesting ending to that movie. Yeah, maybe that was the problem. We should had Luke earlier in the Force Awakens. Kind of went too early with Luke. I could see that. Go too early with Luke and Mm -hmm. that's kind of what happens. If you're trying to hand it off, uh, so most of the second movie and all of the third is the new generation, maybe we needed more Luke in the Force Awakens. When it comes Mm -hmm. down to it, like not as a Star Wars fan, it's just a movie fan, just watching movies and stuff. I felt like a lot of things were just pointless. Like Luke Skywalker's character offered a little bit of background, but it just seemed pointless. Uh, The whole thing going to the casino and trying to find Mm -hmm. this code breaker, it all seemed pointless. The, The deaths that happened, of course, they had impact in the beginning, but then it kept on happening and happening and happening yeah then all those deaths seem pointless like it's, that's my biggest concern with this my, I, I tend to agree with you and i think this is the thing if 
if what they're doing is trying to tear down the universe and reset and do something new, which again, I'm trying to give him credit for doing, to have Luke at the end say the rebellion is reborn again, the war is just beginning, and I will not be the last Jedi, is just a, a reset yeah, of where we you are. Know, you, you only really went halfway that, yeah. in, right? So, so you know, it's when you were like, let's bring it back to normal. So it made, the, <laughs> it made the whole... Psych, I, I didn't want to change it, actually. Let's keep it the same. So it made the whole movie pointless. Pointless. Yeah. It kind of made... I, I, it's not entirely pointless. It's very enjoyable, and I give him a lot of credit for playing in the sandbox and making something somewhat entertaining. But like, I just feel like if you're going to do it, just do it. You know, yeah. Just make it effing it's different. It's derivative in its own way. Why did you direct <laughs> right. this movie? Do a totally different trilogy with all different people and give us something entirely new. Don't mess with our... Fan, let that one be the derivative one with Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, and you make your own thing on the side. I just think he he didn't go all the way in, and I think it hurt the movie. Well, you got to buff Kylo Ren, so I put in here in my notes. Swole, <laughs> swole Solo. Well, that, no, what is that? Is that body butter? Is that oil? I don't know what's, what's on there. Coconut just, oil. Why is he so wet? He's in a room. He's indoors. Why is he so wet? It's kind of weird. I just imagine he makes he makes it's General like, Hux like his Hey, intern. Adam Driver, let me soak you down before the scene. All right, here we go. No, it was General Hux. Hux has was? to do it. Uh, Hux, get in here. Make it weird, man. It, it Wax my weird. chest, Hux. Snoke, Snoke even says that he was the one that did that connecting yeah. thing. It was like, so Snoke was just spying on him. He's like, yeah, oil yourself up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I'm going to bring Ray in this party. Even, <laughs> Wait, hold even. up. Let me put you on hold. I saw a three-way Ray. <laughs> I, I wanted, like, and again, I think some of the writing in this is actually very well done. Ray looks at Luke and she says, I want someone to show me my place in all this. And then we get a scene that is just so odd where Kylo is like, you know who your family is. Tell, yeah. tell me who they are. They're nobodies. They're filthy junk traders or they sold you for drinking money or whatever. It's pretty abrupt. I is that like going to be line. retconned in the I next movie? Like I'm fine. I thought it was I'm weird. It's a little that. too in your face. If you're going to leave it mm -hmm. ambiguous or not make a decision on it, or if JJ is going to retcon it, I think you messed it up. You really can't retcon that now. I think that's who she should be. Good. Because obviously Ryan, <laughs> and I'm okay with that too, because yeah. Ryan wanted it to be like, you don't have to be a Skywalker to be a great Jedi. And I think that's a great and way to do that I think that's a good too. idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that idea. I'm not okay with it because then it makes the first movie what what is the reason why that she was able to beat kylo ren then the force awakened in her i don't know <laughs> no, no she could be a clone made by palpatine in some way but shape, that makes that still makes her special yeah, yeah. but not skywalker i think i i <laughs> i like the idea that she's not special that it doesn't matter where you come from you don't have to be a skywalker or a like kenobi to too. raise but this it up but it has to be a clone of Emperor i don't think palpatine. yeah i don't think they have to go into that either i don't think they have to go into then it as far as that then, it doesn't matter she it was does matter. She was a mystery this. box with no plan. So even when they introduced her in that first one, they didn't know who she was. They didn't know what they're going to do with that. So it's the death of the mystery box. It's ruining stories. <laughs> you don't have an answer. You're just setting okay, things up. Okay, so but again, we have to point out like Phasma too. She just disappears oh, yeah, in the door. Yeah. Ter weirdly written. But here's the thing: like J they chose JJ to make the first movie and have a good time. You chose to go that direction. You knew mystery boxes were coming. That's what JJ does. Yeah, right? that's what he does. So yeah. now you're gonna bring in a guy that's like, I hate mystery boxes. F you. I'm gonna throw all those in the garbage. You suck yeah. it. You know. <laughs> so now you have two totally different movies in one trilogy. It's uh -huh. odd to have that. You know. It is. I don't totally understand that. The first three movies are not like that. Yeah. The prequels are not like that. It's very odd. Yeah. And so Disney has to be like, uh, yeah. We kind of actually, they, up on, they, yeah. The first 
I remember very clearly when this movie was coming out because I had a lot of hype for it. Because obviously, what the Force Awakens does is set up the hype with that ending, right? Mm-hmm. So we're waiting and waiting and waiting for this movie. Disney comes out and says when they get the first screenings of the movie, they're like, "We love what Ryan Johnson did. Here's another trilogy. This is going to be amazing. Everyone's going to love it." Then it was released, and oh, then the backlash, yeah, you never and the backlash started. And they were like, "Well, it. I don't know. Maybe we don't like. You know yeah. what? Let's call JJ again. You know, fire yeah. Colin Trevorrow. Let's call JJ. We don't like where they're going with this." So. You know, you have to have the storyboard together before you put this thing together, especially if you're you're going to announce it's going to be a trilogy. Yeah. So, you know, that's their fatal flaw. And if you're going to make a movie with the sequels in mind, do it as you as you set up like you have a cliffhanger. And during the entire movie, it's a fun ride that makes you want more of that movie. That's why you're looking forward to the second one. Don't set up things. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, you're not going to get an answer. to yeah. this, And then no one can critique it. No one can be like, oh, I hated this because they didn't answer this. Oh, well, it's going to be answered in the second one, so you got to just watch that. I, it's mm-hmm. not answered in the second one. It's, oh, it, it, you have to wait uh-huh. for the third one. So that means my criticism or my bias towards like it not being good uh-huh. is invalid until the third one comes out. And I think as far I think as... Kathleen Kennedy needs a, needs a Yoda scene. Yeah. I think she needs Yoda <laughs> to give her some wisdom because uh, they're a little lost over there. And that's the thing as far as with like cliffhangers and your whole mystery boxing, especially as something as big as Star Wars. It's a powerful ending. Somebody is going to figure it out on a fan theory <laughs> on a message board. You know what I mean? Somebody's going to figure it out. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. Okay. Enough people are going to throw so many fan theories out there, but nobody could have guessed, oh, Ray's parents, it didn't matter, which I'm still fine with. The Snoke being dead, you know, as far as Snoke the, still being revealed to something else that's still fine at least in my book but. thankfully in this movie they have the set director from revenge of the sith guardians of the galaxy that's richard roberts i think the sets in this movie are really really well done right but the ending of uh force awakens with the jedi steps john williams national treasure the movie in this music uh, the movie uh, the music in this movie is really really good that thing sets up this powerful moment at the end where ray hands out the lightsaber to luke Ryan Johnson comes in and he's like, how am I going to deal with that? How am I going to deal with that? You know how I'm going to deal with that? I'm going to throw it over my shoulder yeah. down the hill. It's, it's, so, <laughs> it's such an odd choice. And I, I remember like, and he does it right in the beginning of the movie, basically after the opening sequence, which is pretty interesting. I didn't love, love it, but it's fine. Um, so to do that right in the beginning, now you're taking uh, longtime fans, old school fans kind of out of it. And now they're in shock and they're going to, they're about to be even more in shock as the rest yeah. of the movie unfolds. So like, Again, I give him credit for taking that swing, but it feels like a miss on balance. Yeah. Do you want to take that kind of swing, though, on a Star Wars movie? It's, that's you a good know, question, right? Just, do, you? Yeah. do you? Yeah. I mean, does it make you happy? I know that like it makes some people happy. Like, oh, screw you. It seems like it would make producer Ryan happy, but you sort of reject it, too, right? <laughs> so well, you're the guy who's like doing the weird pumping the bike thing and saying, you like that Star Wars? Bit? So he's trying to give you, he's trying to make you happy with that, and you reject it, or you were okay with it? With the changes? With oh, the throw the lightsaber, screw the whole thing. I, I just thought- screw your expectations i'm yeah. gonna subvert them here you go no like i don't mind about subverting expectations i don't mind going in a different direction but he didn't stick to that direction and i agree that, that's the big problem yeah that's he the undercut big problem. himself and that, that <laughs> after undercutting all my favorite characters he undercut himself yeah. and Good that job. scene <laughs> that scene of him throwing the uh, lightsaber over his shoulder i don't hate it because it's out of character or whatever i hate it because you injected humor into a, a period that 
was obviously calling for emotion and then it just cut he, all yeah, that emotion. He wrote out once there. in an article that I read that he had played with all the Star Wars toys and when he got to finally write this movie, it was like playing in the sandbox with the toys. And I can't imagine, I played with my Luke Skywalker toys a lot. I never once was like, he's just going to throw a lightsaber over his shoulder and say, screw the Jedi. I yeah. just didn't ever cross my mind. I, I, find, I found it to be sort of, Disrespect. I think it would have worked if you would have flushed out Luke and Ray a little bit more. more time. And more you take, time. A, you yeah. take away Again, certain why things. Why so much so. Canto bite? Why not more Luke? Yeah. And then actually, even though I love the Yoda scene, it would have made that payoff more if there was just more there. But yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. They undercutted that scene when you see Ray. It's pull- my favorite scene in the movie still, but still. I thought it was a good scene mm-hmm. because both Kylo and, and, and uh, Yoda, they do the same thing. They're like, let's screw the Order 66, screw the Jedi. We'll do something brand new but then they bring it back because uh ray still has the jedi text yeah her, she takes her, and, the, and the and page it, turners yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and kylo takes, takes that and takes uh he takes control of order 66 so it's still there yeah. but it's still there but i there's, or there's the first order or uh, the first order oh, oh okay. the first, uh, first order, order. order 66 is what they use to that's what they use the to kill the jedi the first order is yeah i can't follow all that's okay that's why we're here yeah that's all right but again johnson some excellent writing here we are what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters. Like Yoda comes in and drops some knowledge. It's very impactful. But again, immediately after we sort of undercut yeah. it again. Yeah. It's very odd. I just don't know why they chose and I think to go that way. We've, we've talked about this with other movies where you try to inject too many ideas into something. I think there was a little bit Because you've yeah. got this whole thing as far as like, okay, the Jedi need to stop. Okay, cool. I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? You bring up some good points. The Jedi haven't really been doing a, an okay job. You know, they definitely let Anakin Skywalker come to power and everything. And, you know, he <laughs> killed a lot of kids too. Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but Younglings. you also have the whole thing of war. And as far as like, oh, you've got people profiting on both sides of the war. You know, you've got the gambling Again, politics. Scene. You're and injecting just, the politics. Yeah, yeah, the you got, <laughs> some Keep say more no politics. politics yeah, more po- yeah. <laughs> definitely more politics. <laughs> Not enough politics in this movie. That's all I want to say. But <laughs> <laughs> Benicio Del Toro with a tiki torch. You know, I don't know. Yeah, so you've got too much of that. And then you've got this thing with Poe, Leia, and the Admiral where Poe's not exactly the leader. He's just a hot shot. You've got this dynamic with Poe where it's just like, is that you? Is that how you want to take that dynamic with Poe? And he it, did kill weird. a lot of people. Yeah. You know he it's really a, got it, a lot of people killed. killed. It's an interesting <laughs> and, choice because... And, they were going to kill Poe Dameron in The Force Awakens. And after this movie comes out, they give Poe a lot of time, some useless time, because it kind of undercut yeah. him yeah. a bit, make him like kind of a jerk. But maybe he should have died in The Force Awakens because it would have opened up more time for everybody else. Yeah. Maybe that was the right decision to, for him to die in the I first scene or whatever. I think if you were going to do anything else, I think they should have probably done maybe not an introduction of the Rose character, but maybe kept as far as, you know, maybe a little adventure between Poe and Finn. Because then you can Everybody explore two different that. characters yeah. at yeah. the same time. Yeah. You know, you save screen time by, by way, having these two characters together, you know. I mean, at least it makes again, a little sense. To your point of trying to put too much in there, the Maz Kanata scene is so odd. And I just That's the chick, the, the yeah. alien chick with that. He just yeah. shows up in a weird thing. She's fighting with a jetpack on. Yeah. She's yeah. like, go find this guy with the blue. See you later. You know, it's like, whoa, that that was weird. Yeah. In the Force Awakens. Like a weird 12 weird. seconds of Yeah, in the Force Awakens, it had more impact and more weight. This one is just like that's that's Lupita Nuance. Longo. I mean, an amazing actress, and it's just so odd the way they treat it, you know? Yeah, it definitely is. One thing I want to see, at least, you know, enough of the last shot I bet with Rise of Skywalker, I want them to, like, wow me with, like, a lightsaber duel. Because, yeah. Did you like the I Praetorian guards? Was the fight scene with Snoke's uh, guards? No, nah, it wasn't that great. Wasn't it wasn't that, that great. great. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine, yeah. but I just want them to really wow me with, like, a lightsaber duel. And even I was talking with Ryan before, it's just, 
I want them to do some crazy stuff with the force, not just force projections across planets. You know what I mean? It's just that was odd. I want some. I want them to show me some crazy action stuff. They've done it as far as with like the uh, the flight maneuvers and everything when they do the space battles. I think the space battles keep on getting better, which is fine. But I just want them to wow me. Let me ask you about that. Let me ask you about the silent moment where she goes to light speed and takes out the dreadnought. Was that something you guys enjoyed? Or I actually liked it. I, I think I, they should do that more often. In the yeah, theater, I, I thought it was more often. They should have did that in the... That should have been plan A. Like, literally, they released all the people Kamikaze. in the pods. Yeah. And then just came... Because they were already killing people That's off. That's what I'm saying. Why yeah. wasn't that plan A? Yeah. They were already killing people <laughs> off. She's going to die anyway, right? She's eventually... She's going to run out of the shield she and she's going to die anyway. Yeah. So. She knew. She was like, oh, someone still has to man... Like, when she's yeah. coming out of the planet, someone has yeah. to man and, the And again, the it should have been later. Driving, I don't know why they didn't do that. So. Yeah, it is odd <sighs> that they didn't kill off Leia, and they should have been because that Mary Poppins thing. It was so, so odd, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Again, it doesn't, and, it doesn't and, this, fit. and that's and so, a collection of odd moments in a Star Wars movie, and I think that's what ultimately does yeah. it. Let me ask you one more thing, uh, as I know we have to wrap up. Luke and Kylo's battle at the end. Number one, it was the first time you saw it. Did you think it was a Force projection? Uh, no, I didn't think it was a force projection, so but I was. So it's an interesting twist. Good I, job yeah. by Johnson there. Yeah, and I was wondering. And were you satisfied with it? No. But I, <laughs> right, before, well, before, before, before I found out that it was a force Darkness projection. Darkness rises and light to meet it, right? <laughs> before I found out it was a force projection, he pulls out his lightsaber and I was thinking, where did he get his lightsaber? First of all, from? I was wondering, where's the green lightsaber? How yeah, that, I was wondering that oh, too. So, oh, I was wondering yeah, that too yeah. as well, yeah. And then the second thing is that they don't really fight. Like, it's just one-sided. A lot of these things are just one-sided. With the aerial fighting, they weren't fighting against them. They were just getting, like, smashed and massacred. Oh, yeah. I do, I do yeah. like, again, it's it's very much in your face. And that was, I think by that time I was exhausted by it. But I do like, did you come here to say you're sorry or save me? And he's like, no. No. <laughs> I do kind of, he did get a couple of moments that was like, it felt like Luke Skywalker again after kind of being undercut for a while. So I, I did appreciate that. So I think that third act, like this movie's not super rewatchable for me, but that last 25 minutes, eh, not bad. Meh. Not yeah. too bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one final thing. There's a saying in this movie, I had to write it down because it's something I think the Admiral says when Leia's recovering, where it's just like, that's the line where it's hope is like the sun. Dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I hate, I, I hate when movies try to do this whole hope speech thing because it's just, it doesn't work. Yeah. Unless you're the guy from Independence Day giving a speech, you're not going to. It's kind of a thing. (laughs) Hope is a dangerous thing. Yeah. And so it's just hope is like the sun, as Leia would say. Like, really? Is this the time? I don't think she would say that. Yeah. Again, I just feel like they're trying to. She worked on the script, by the way, too, I think. Uh, Carrie Fisher. Oh, is that right? Yeah, she worked on the writing on this. Yeah. But I just feel like this movie, it's trying to say, hey, audience members, this is how you need to feel. At this moment, you need to feel this way. And it does tell you exactly. Yeah, it telegraphs all that. But then at the same time, it's like, oh, but we're going to inject some humor to kind of pull you out. Yeah. Of yeah. But this is how you're supposed to feel. And yeah, my final thoughts are just, it's too many ideas injected into this. You have storylines that pretty much just don't go where you want them to go or really just nowhere that you could have taken out and you yeah. could have used to that screen time. More of what we want. Yeah, give that screen time. Maybe not so much as more of what we want, but more of what the story needs to kind of conclude. And I know it's just like a big F you to kind of be like, well, Snoke doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, you can kill Snoke off, but... 
And I'm fine with Ray's heritage being just, it doesn't matter who she is or if there were nobody, you know, she's just gifted in the force because maybe there's just not a whole lot it's of It's not Jedi just that you guys so. complain that she's so powerful as a Jedi, even though she has I don't think that was training, the complaint. But it's also like, why is she so good? Why doesn't she just decide to go with Kylo and run the galaxy? Like, yeah. What, what is I, that all about? I honestly wanted her to join up with Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, like just do it. <laughs> like if she did, no. <laughs> that would be I, I, I think that would have been pretty <laughs> interesting. Though. At least it would have been when different. When you see that small chest. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. seen that chest going Long yeah, the, hair and the yeah. sweaty body. Can we get the hose for uh, Adam Driver? <laughs> more coconut like, oil. Down, a, little, a little bit more. Yeah, and the second thing is, like, if it was sweat, if it was sweat, why is his hair not sweaty? It's yeah. just his body. <laughs> like, gotta, what are you doing? He's got to lube up to get into his skin-tight outfit. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. so. I, this was cathartic. I appreciate you guys finally uh, doing The Last Jedi. We talked about it enough that it was yeah, good to get it out of our system. We talked about it enough. <laughs> now so, it's dead. Now yeah, it's dead. Now it's dead. Let it die. But, Kill it. Um, Kill it if you have to. Fi- Kill it all. Final question. Are you guys still excited for Rise of Skywalker? I still am. I'm still excited for Rise of Skywalker. And I, I am just because I want to see how it ends yeah. so I can be more frustrated. I kind of want JJ to mess it up, though. Just I, I want to see I how he's going to end it. I think it's I possibility. Think it's possible, yeah. so. I think yeah. it's very possible. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm definitely excited. Bad. I'm always excited for Star Wars. I just, um, as you'll, when we do, when we rate it. Uh, it, you know, it's not the Star Wars. Give that it to I Kevin Foggy. Yeah. Just get, yeah, just give it to Kevin Foggy. Give him ten billion dollars a year and just give it to Kevin Foggy. Give him whatever he's he wants. He's got too much going on. <laughs> just just write it. a good story. Give it back to Lucas. Yeah, give it back to Lucas. Yeah, why, yeah, sure. <laughs> Sell it for eight yeah. billion back to Lucas. <laughs> the, the, the I, I don't think he wants it. He wants I don't think no, he, he doesn't it, yeah. want it. He he doesn't. He's even kind of complained a little where. You know, he did the prequels because the prequels was just all him. Yeah, where yeah. you have one guy controlling the whole entire yeah. story. But the fans didn't like it either. And I yeah, would, love you know, it. yeah, they love, they love Jar Jar. And so, yeah. <laughs> let me ask but, you this question without undercutting ratings is which one of the prequels or how many of the prequels are better than this movie? Oh, how many of the, pre- I probably would say Revenge of the Sith, even though it's been a while since I've seen Revenge of the Sith. I would watch The Last Jedi over Phantom Menace and probably still Attack of the Clones. But it's been a while since I've seen Revenge of the Sith. And I do like how, you know, Anakin does kill those kids because it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> funny. Links. But you know, I mean, you, you don't expect it. And of course, that lightsaber battle between Obi Wan and Anakin too, I thought was pretty good. That, yeah. And it's long. That. You know most, what I mean? Most yeah. Yeah. It yeah. does Lava a planet. good job. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the last you were time. You the chosen one. Yeah. I have the high ground. ground. <laughs> I have the high ground, <laughs> It's too late. <laughs> Again, they telegraphed it. He told him. <laughs> what about you, producer Ryan? I, I think there was like a, <laughs> the, uh, in the internet, they, were like, they did like a scientific like mapping of the ground. And so I was like, how does this give you the advantage? It's like three and a half feet, right? It's not that high. I remember, like, because of course, I love that scene. Memes, I love that. I like I've it. watched that scene like a hundred times. I haven't watched that movie that much, but I've watched that yeah, scene a lot. That lightsaber battle, it is. I, I do like the one that they have in Empire, but Me this too. is. Just I think the Empire one's ego. better because I care about those characters a tiny, tiny yeah. bit more. But I, that's the second favorite. I would say though, in Revenge of the Sith, they are going at it they like are. they are they are actively trying to kill each other and that's with a, the there's emotions yeah, you know and there's there is, legitimate there is, emotion there. there is legitimate yeah. emotion which one had darth maul in it that the was first the first one. one i like that lightsaber that's, battle. Yeah. that still is that would a good be my favorite favorite. i think it's my fourth the, favorite the thing that ruined it for me for the darth maul one is basically where some guy took an edit version of it and broke it down where he kind of showed all the lightsaber attacks were just they weren't choreographed very well or as well <laughs> and part of that is because ewan mcgregor i think he was just kind of fresh into it but you had the guy who played darth maul who's an actual Ray martial Fisher artist yeah i think yeah, so yeah. he played toad the in the first toad, yeah, yeah. Toad, yeah so he's an actual martial artist so he's moving around jumping so he looks good but ewan mcgregor wasn't as trained at that point but by the time mm. he hit revenge of the sith 
And then, of course, you have Anakin, uh, Hayden Christensen. They That's, cut, they yeah, cut it's my the favorite dual lightsaber in half. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty it cool, is still so. pretty cool, yeah. but those cool lightsaber battles, that's what I want. How many but... prequels are, do you like better than this one? Let's it's get been a while take. since I've seen the, the prequels. I Well, right now, I because it's been such a long time. Is this at the I bottom probably, of the list? Or? Yeah, just at the, the bottom, bottom of the list. list. I'd yeah. probably watch all of them right now. I agree with you. I like yeah. all the prequels better than this. Like I said, it's just, I liked this movie when it came out because it did give me something else. After a second time, it's just like, you know, there are some issues with it. And I think people do have a good point. I don't know if it's so, so bad where you have to redcon it. I think it's just, but also too. <laughs> no, it's, it's manageable. Yeah, it's manageable. Yeah. It really is. And it's also too, you've got Phantom Menace, you got Attack of the Clones, you've got Solo. You know what I mean? It's just Star Wars is pretty awesome. It, it does have a lot of lore in it. And it's just anything could be damaged if you don't plan it. I, so, yeah. I, I'll make you go to my uh, blog, realwatchability.com, but I have two Star Wars movies below this one. So it's not at the very bottom of my list. Who, so. What's at the bottom of your list? No, I'm not going to tell you. Phantom Menace? <laughs> it's Solo. No, no, it's Solo. Oh, it's probably so, oh, yeah, it's, it's got to be Solo. Yeah, it's got to be Solo. It's, it's, right, gotta be. it's Solo twice. <laughs> solo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Never tell me the odds. That's weird because Solo's my top two in a row. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, typical. No, I Pure emotion. I it. loved it. All right. Uh, ratings. Uh, I'll go first. I'll go say I'll say six point five. You know what I mean? Maybe mm. like a solid six. Mm. It's just there are some redeeming qualities, but there's a lot of wrong with it. And although I thought there was some still stuff wrong with the Force Awakens, at least the Force Awakens is enjoyable. At least that three fourths part, it does mm. still have that massive hole I don't like. But you, misses, you yeah. miss Han Solo a little bit too. No, not really. No, okay, no, I no. I don't. I don't really miss Han Solo as far as like when it came to that. It's just. I don't know. It is missing something, and it does not feel as Star Wars. There are certain parts where it does, but like I like we kind of talked about the Force Awakens, the first three fourths of that movie, it does feel like Star Wars. This feels uh, you could have gone think, that route, but yeah. I think it feels like Star Wars again. Set direction, music. There's a lot of things I like about it, but I think there are big pockets, like five, ten minute pockets, where it doesn't. Yeah, and that's a problem for me. Go yeah. On. All right. So my rating is it's interesting. Like I do think at three point five times I've seen it each time. I, I once you accept the choices Ryan Johnson makes. I tend to give him a little more credit and I like that he tried, um, but he undercut himself. He undercut some of my favorite characters. So for me, it's kind of just whatever. I, I remember I wrote in 2017 and I'll quote myself. It's, I know that's annoying, but <laughs> when the credits come and John Williams music rolled, I was left with an uneasy feeling that this is not my Star Wars anymore. This is someone else's Star Wars and I'm going to have to get used to that. And I do think that that's, that's where I'm at. I feel like I gotta I gotta let it go. I gotta let go of the Luke Skywalker Star Wars and give it to the next generation. It's Ray, it's Finn, it's whatever comes after that. It just doesn't feel like the one I grew up with anymore. But I still look forward to it, and I still like the music, the ships, and stuff like that. This particular one, one of the lower ones, I give it a 6.0 on the Shawshank scale, and I kind of hold to that. I think there are some times where I've been tempted to give it a 6.5 and bump it a little bit. I just don't think it's there yet. It's so. no Weekend at Bernie's, that's yeah. for sure. It's <laughs> definitely no Weekend <laughs> at Bernie's. So, okay, not being the Star Wars fan, I hate that, like, people just give it credit, like, oh, it's not my Star Wars winner, but it's Star Wars. Like, you're allowing it to make decisions that you wouldn't forgive on another movie if it was doing the same things in terms of writing, in terms of direction. I, I like I'm not fine with that. A lot of the things seem very pointless. A lot of the things like why did they have to do this? Why did they make these choices? Why was it written this way? Why introduce two characters that ultimately ended up being nothing? They just die right there. Yeah. So it just undercuts a lot of the stuff that was set up. And, and we're going to get more characters in the next one. 
yeah. with um, the lady from the Great. Americans. So they're kind of doing the same thing. So. Do you think there's going to uh, be another mystery beware. box in the next yeah. one? There's got to be. There's, there's got to be. be. The build up for the next trilogy. That's going <laughs> to be That's funny. Up. And I don't mean to cut you out, but that's funny that they, they told us this is the end of the Skywalker legacy. They did not have to do that. Yeah. They told us specifically that's what it is. Again, telegraphing, telling us how to feel. I find that to be odd also. And then it, it was just trying to inject these emotions into the audience of you need to feel this way or like they kept on going that underdog route that oh look they're the underdog let's make them be the underdog or they just kept on bringing it up that the underdog is in a race against time or fighting against the first order or trying to do this yada yada i hate it one thing I want to say is they hate kids in Star Wars. Those kids that release those... Uh, they those, even kill kids. Yeah, they <laughs> even kill kids. But those kids that release those, uh, the racing horses yeah. or whatever, I'm certain that they got beat. Oh, really you, you know they did. <laughs> you know they got beat up. I'm what, certain well, we didn't did. talk about the ending where the kid grabs the broom with the force. How oh do we yeah, feel about it. Fine, sure. fine, fine. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He's whatever. gonna he's yeah. gonna get beat anyway. Live your truth. Yeah. I bet you yeah. anything. Ryan Johnson fought for that scene. Yeah. He he got the. Uh... It's the whole point of the canto the canto banto <laughs> scene much. or whatever. Yeah, that's it a is big gambling payoff, one yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about yeah. this? Oh, let me ask you one more time. I know we're running along. What about the scene where they play with the toys and the legacy of Luke Skywalker is like. Look, he stood down the sure, entire fine. walk. Nick, that's, the same, sure. oh, yeah, that's, that's the same scene. Yeah, that's the same scene. Well, it's two different things happening. <laughs> two different yeah, it's, it is out of two scenes. All right, I just want to make sure fine. we got it in. Yeah. No, it's, it's fine. It's, All right, but I mean, my rating, it's a 5.5. Okay. Like, 5.5, yeah. 5, you're the lowest. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. I think, it's, I think that's, that's why you're Captain enough, Phasma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I do give Ryan Johnson credit. There there are some things that I'm glad that he made choices and he put his foot down. But again, he should have just stick to his guns and and stayed with those choices instead of bringing it back to yeah. what it originally started with. Yeah, making with the that. entire movie pointless. I think a movie this big, though, definitely needs two directors. Somebody, you know what I mean? Somebody to kind of reel you in a little bit. Tyler, and, you're just yeah. all about two I'm directors. all about two directors. You got the Russo brothers. You got the guys who did the Lego movie, whatever their names are. To that, yeah. so, but something this big, yeah, I think two directors. I mean, Endgame had two directors, yep. Infinity That's War. That's the Russo you know, brothers, yeah. Anna and Ryan exactly, Fleck did so. uh, Captain Marvel, but that was a little messy. That was a little messy, so. yeah. So, well... Yeah, no yeah. one man can. Have I just that think much have the story, yeah, exactly. have the story exactly. before you start. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Stop rewriting before scenes. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. gotta be annoying. All right, we did, we did enough. On all that right, show. all right. So uh, we're gonna move on to our next segment. So uh, we've got mail. So if you want to email us a listener question, feel free to do so at talkingflick at gmail Talkingflick at gmail So I got an email here from uh, Ray, who's asking. Ray, uh, thank you, Ray. Let's see. Thank you for the email, sir. So what is the most anticipated movie of 2020? Is it going to be Ghostbusters three, No Time to Die, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984, or other? So. I'll go first. I, I actually looking forward to all three of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> quite a bit for me because of my nostalgia and because of how much I love that first Ghostbusters movie. It's Ghostbusters Afterlife, but there's a lot of movies coming out next year. Yeah, I have high hopes and actually kind of a breath of fresh air that I don't have to worry about a Star Wars movie next year. That is kind of nice. Kinda yeah, it's a little it, nice so. right there. So, <laughs> Ghostbusters for me for sure. Uh, out of those three, I would probably say Wonder Woman 1984 oh, okay. just because I like the all whole right. ride the lightning yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, I, can't... I like that they just go for it. Yeah, I, they I like just Patty go for Jenkins. It. She's special. I like yeah, it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think I'm definitely excited for that one. What else is coming out in 2020? I can't remember I what else. We get a John Wick 4 movie, right? We're contracting. Oh, yeah, John Wick 4. Uh, not as excited. Suicide Squad one. is 2020, right? Maybe Suicide Squad. I think Squad, Suicide Squad is coming okay. 2020. Yeah, but right now, out of You're those three, Black, I'd say one. You're uh, Black Widow is 2020. Oh, yeah. So there's quite a bit out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. There's quite a bit. Yeah, you're right. So, But I would say after out of those three, Wonder Woman. So We're getting Mulan okay. also. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I did see that trailer. Actually, it looks pretty good. It's a good trailer. Yeah, it's an interesting trailer. Yeah, there's a lot of good movies coming out in 2020. I would have to say Sonic the Hedgehog. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am curious because that got yeah. such a backlash and they yeah. fixed it. I'm so, um, you're not just scum, you're rebel scum. <laughs> you're rebel scum. I, I'm to be honest, I want to see it just because of Jim Carrey. I want to see what's gonna what I'm taking gonna that week do. off. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, probably not gonna watch it in theaters. <laughs> uh but if it was just those three, probably uh no time to die. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The James Bond one. Yeah, so. James I'm not Bond there one? yet with that one, although I thought the trailer was interesting and I definitely I'll be there to see it obviously. It's been a while since I've seen a a James Bond movie and I don't know Daniel Craig I've seen what the first two Casino Royale yeah, Casino Quantum Royale. Stole this. yeah yeah, yeah I saw those first those first two this is uh, five this is his fifth movie fifth yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. so uh, maybe I watching his last one maybe it'll be good I don't know I, don't know. I hope it's a good send off that's for sure yeah, yeah. they yeah. say it's his last one but they've said that before yeah I'm gonna change my New Mutants because that's coming out April oh, 2020 God. it's <laughs> not know? coming out so, it's not, yeah, coming, it's not out. coming out I'm waiting for it so oh man so, it's gonna uh, get cut in half by a lightsaber yeah so you're move on to our next segment uh recommendations anything you guys caught over the week that you want to recommend so uh for me i had a week-long trial for disney plus so i made sure yeah it's over (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they're not getting my money disney already (laughs) has enough uh but i took that time to watch as much simsons as possible and i also watched the best thing on there (laughs) pretty amazing no actually they have some really good stuff i was surprised i was looking at Uh their their library and there's a lot of things that i would be interested in watching again but at the same time I'm not going to pay that. Yeah. So I watch a lot of Simpsons and I rewatch Ratatouille. I watch some of their shorts. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. They got yeah. some well, Toy Story 4 shorts. Yeah, so, Toy Story yeah. 4. And then they had this uh, bow. I don't know what that is, but it was okay. pretty good. Uh, uh, well, actually, I do know what it is. This is like a bread bun, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> life. But uh, yeah, Ratatouille, if you haven't watched it, I saw that. I actually like that movie. It's pretty good. I liked it. All right. What did you catch, Nick? So for me, I'm going to say, listen, I always bring it up. Obviously, Watchmen have to watch it. Mr. Robot, three left. We got to catch up. You got to finish that. It's very, very good. I watched a documentary on Netflix called Shelby American. If you like Ford versus Ferrari, that's the documentary about Carol Shelby. It's very, very good. Not too, about an hour and a half or something. And I started, I was so tired, I couldn't hang on. But it was it was actually catching me. It was getting me. Uh, the Marriage Story. Oh, Scarlett Johansson, I yeah. driver, that Noah oh, Bob, okay. Bob movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a fascinating film. And I, I, I look forward to watching it. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, I'll finish it up. So okay. check that out on Netflix. All right. Uh, so I finished up Silicon Valley. And oh, it's amazing. I finished it too. Yeah. I love that show. It's, I'm sad Great to see ending. it go. I'm sad to see it go. And it's funny <laughs> it's because it's ending, so... Though. What the ending is just like old Gilfoyle so, with the beard. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> it was so Silicon Valley. It's funny. It's just like we found er- Ehrlich every time Goffman. they get close, they screw it. Yeah. They screw up. <laughs> so it was funny. Jin Yang's in the desert, or oh, he's, amazing, he's somewhere yeah. in the somewhere. I, can't I wish he would have came bed, back so. for just one scene. Yeah, Jin Yang. Oh, well. oh yeah, uh, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could have came back, but he had a big but fight. So Silicon Valley was good. I finished up Castle Rock. Castle Rock season two. I'm still working on. I'll get there. I'll get there. Castle Rock season two. I really enjoyed. There are ties of the first season. Lizzie Cap. Right, yeah, so but it's still very good with Castle Rock season two. It ends, you know, it ends how you think it should end, basically. But it still does a really good job. Um, I did catch up as far as the first two seasons with Legion. So mm. that, is that worth my time? I think so. Okay, I would say Professor X's son, right? Yeah, Professor yeah. X's son. Is so, that on Hulu? It is on Hulu. It was on yeah, Fox, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So Fox it's on show. it's on FX and it was on Hulu and it's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So the is first, it getting a season three? It already has a season three. It's not on Hulu yet, oh, but okay. you can get it for like twelve ninety nine, like Google Play or like iTunes. Okay. Um. Right. So season one is eight episodes. Season two is eleven episodes. Hour long episodes. About 45, 50 minutes. Okay. You know, because of commercials episodes, that yeah. yeah. So about uh, I would say forty ish minutes because you got it, it was airing on TV. 
I would say give you the first couple episodes a watch. I think it's well worth your time. Season two, I would say, runs a little long because it's 11 episodes to eight, but season three goes back down to eight episodes. It is definitely creative. It is definitely very visually, you know, stunning too as well. And they handle a lot of things well also as far mm-hmm. as like with the character. Am um, I allowed to ask so. if there are any X-Men in it? Um, There are really no X-Men in it at all. Okay. So okay. All with right. the characters that they have, they're not X-Men characters I just want to know where anything, my expectation so. level has to be. <laughs> yeah. It's just with those X-Men characters, you can't really include them because they usually have over-the-top powers and it's just you have a TV budget, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they handle they handle psychic battles very well in this in, in the show. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's two very, people standing still. Yeah, finger on the head. Yeah, they actually don't do finger on the head stuff, which I which I enjoy. But they handle the psychic battles very well and they're 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 creative how they handle them and so music is very good and uh but yeah definitely check out legion uh next week rise of skywalker the rise oh, of yeah. skywalker. Surprise, surprise 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 did anybody catch the last trailer that came out there was a spoiler in that so. last trailer okay, i, I won't bring so. it up i All saw right. some stuff uh on movie news i was looking up i'm just like oh i know nick didn't want to know anything yeah so i, I saw like, I, I ended up watching that's that's it i'm cut off after that one yeah but that last trailer again why why even put it in there? really it is it something crazy or uh it's not that crazy but it's definitely a spoiler. they show like unnecessary or something yeah. <laughs> luke luke turns bad everybody you know yeah he's got a dual lightsaber Everybody dies. Dual green lightsaber. <laughs> Han Solo is not really dead. He comes yeah. back. Oh, he's a bag. He's, a, he's Snoke. He was All right. <laughs> Where can we find you at, Ryan? Hey, if you like listening to me or you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on iTunes or Spotify. Give me those Wherever questions. you download podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. If you're confused of how to spell it, look up Ryan Johnson and then put an underscore dot com behind that. Yep. Ta- every time you go to Dragon Questicles or look for Ryan on Twitter, uh, always tag Ryan Johnson also. Yeah, tag yeah, Ryan Johnson. I would love time. to get yeah. some attention from him. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, I, ta- I tagged him the other day. Hey, Ryan I love Knives Out. <laughs> I, I still want to see that. Knives Out is good. So. <laughs> you can always find me at realwatchability.com. I will, because I'm a glutton for punishment. I will re-release The Last Jedi Review from 2017 and tag the podcast at the end. Hit me up on Twitter at RealWatch. All right, we're talking flicks. You can find us over there on Twitter, flick underscore talking. If you're going to rate us, please do so on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. If you really like the show, you can become a supporter with the Patreon link, and we'll have a link for everybody's description too as well. So finish this off, Ryan. Close out the show. (laughs) Hey, that was Talking Flick, and we will talk at you next week. Not fighting what we hate. Saving what we love. Ah, oh, that was another stupid speech. <laughs> and so many people died too. Like you, so many people sacrificed Tyler, themselves. Did you feel the emotion Jack though? No. Did you feel the emotion? Because you're supposed to feel sad at that I, moment. I feel I feel bad because I don't like the actress. Turn, or, no, turn, I like turn the, the, the actress. Turn the mics off. <laughs> the, the actress is fine. I feel right, bad for her. 